Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Better not have no plans tonight. Movie time and it's feeling right. You're looking for a love that lasts. You'll find it at Romance in the Podcast. Ooh, ooh, baby, you had me a hello. Ooh, I love you. I know. Ooh, ooh, baby, you're the wind beneath my wings. I'll have what she's having. I will say I'm in Todd's wing wheelhouse in terms of percentage, but I am a 120 pound woman. So. All right. Well, (laughs) I've been eating the same amount of wings since I was like eight, but I fuck with it. Katrina, I find everything you're saying extremely hurtful. (laughs) (laughs) I started off trying to be supportive, but I realized that it in fact was not. I apologize. (laughs) Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at Hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And today we have a very special guest, Katrina Davis from Pod Von Guard. Yay! Yay! Thank you so much for joining us, Katrina. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> we are too. And it was your pick, and you made us watch Boomerang. <laughs> yes. So, okay. This is my first time seeing it. When did you guys first see Boomerang? This morning. Yeah, same. Yeah, Mikey. La- last night. This is actually my first time as well. Okay, so Katrina, what was your first experience with Boomerang? So I actually am also watching it for the first time <gasps> for this podcast. My parents had this soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Oh, the soundtrack oh. is fire. It is. And my dad alphabetized all of his CDs. So I just always saw Eddie Murphy Boomerang. Like it was the front of the bees. Like yeah. that was just, I had this movie burned in my brain, but I had never seen the movie. Oh. And then Paige was like, oh, pick and so it was just one of mine. And I was like, I've always wanted to see this. And I'm really glad that we get to talk about it for this podcast. <laughs> oh, <me laughs> okay, so let's, let's talk first impressions then. So what do you guys think about it having seen it the first time? I loved it. I, in the past like two years, have ended up watching like almost all of the movies that Eddie 
Eddie Murphy ended up like helping writing and produce in the 90s. Like there was a stretch of time where he was writing movies and producing them as opposed to like being in movies that other people wrote. I did see that he produced this one. I don't know who wrote this movie, but I know he produced it. He co-wrote it. it. Did he? Okay, interesting. He co-wrote it with two other people. Cool. And all of those movies, this Harlem Nights and Vampire in Brooklyn, all have similar problems where Mm. they're not paced great and the story struggles a bit. And I think now that I've seen all three, I have a theory that Eddie Murphy is writing them the way you would write sketches. So there's like sections of the movie that are hilarious. Like there's these hilarious moments It's incredibly quotable. You've got great characters, great performances. Everyone wants to be in it. But you've got a two-hour movie where not much happens. Mm. I think there's a ton of things in this movie that I have seen quoted or referenced that I didn't realize were from this movie which is huge. Like the scene in the restaurant where Stranger is exposing herself to Eddie Murphy. And everyone. And everyone. (laughs) Iggy Azalea sampled that scene, the audio of that entire scene for a song that came out before Fancy. This is like super ridiculous early Iggy Azalea. And the song is just called Pussy. And it opens with that that song. That song is so fucking catchy. It's really good. She's very good in comedy. Concert. I forgot that you said. Did she play Pussy when you saw her? She did. It's so good, right? It shouldn't be as catchy of a it song. Is it's my favorite concert. Free tickets, free alcohol, free, free food. cookies. Iggy Azalea, Pitbull. I was just like, I don't know what's going to happen oh tonight. Oh my gosh. Wow. What a combo. And that lady like verbally assaulted you, if I remember correctly. Yeah. She told you to suck her dick. Yes, and I yeah. love her for that. <laughs> Iggy Azalea did? No. No. <laughs> I wish. What a story. Yeah. Mikey, bro- Mikey broke Iggy Azalea's heart. And so she told him to suck her dick. Yeah. That we, I was at a bar and like this girl's next to me and I like tried to chat her up and she was like, suck my dick. And I was like, all right. I do like that. Um, but I feel like Paige is far more versed in like actual structure and what movies are supposed to be but for at least the first 20 minutes of this movie I was just like so happy and enamored with this world he created where like the first note I have is just in all caps so many black people yes and it's like a who's who of so many big actors yes it was just like everyone walking through the lobby in the intro it was just like (gasps) I was losing my mind so I now that you say all the things you just said I'm like "Mm, yeah that's valid but I was not oh yeah it's as if two giant cosmetic companies are full staffed only with people of color yeah i don't think you've ever seen that on screen like this i don't think you've seen it since to be honest yes and i do have some fun facts about it correct me if i'm wrong you used to work in the art department at a cosmetics company did you not yes i like still do yeah art and marketing for cosmetics and it's funny because it started and i was watching it with my boyfriend he was like oh shit, this movie's like perfect for you. And I was like, oh wow. Was that because he was like, because you look just like a young Holly Berry? No, not at all. Um, Well, he missed a golden opportunity. I thought of y'all because they totally Sandy beat her in this movie and it's hilarious. Yes, yes. yes. That's Holly Berry, the dorky assistant. (laughs) Like in what world is this broad mousy? I'll fucking fight you. But I loved at the end when she was like, I know I'm not the most glamorous. And I was like, Holly, you are the most attractive woman I've 
have seen on this screen the entire movie. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to full stop you right there yeah. at the beginning of your sad monologue that you're wrong. I just. Yeah. Well, you see, Katrina. Katrina. <laughs> wow. Katrina. I think you were trying to say critique and Katrina at the same time, <laughs> yeah. and it did not work out for you. You see, Katrina, the world is full of invisible holly berries <laughs> <laughs> who are assistants teaching kids art on their spare time yes oh my god no but i did like it and there is an old interview of eddie on jay leno where jay's basically being like oh yeah people have talked about or critiqued this movie for like the mainly black cast and all of this i've seen this interview yeah and he kind of just has a great well-rounded response of just like yeah i wanted to show this because it was a guy in the new york times wrote an article that like pointed out and he was like if anything that also kind of of shows of those people that you would see um, a huge well-run marketing place with a bunch of black people and be like, well, who's running this place? Like, why does there have to be like yeah. that whole thing? And I was like, oh, snap. Um, but yeah. That's great. There doesn't need yeah. to be an overabundance of white people. I love when they run into the guy at the clothing store or whatever, like the three main male characters. Yes, the and then the dude's like overtly racist to them. And I, I also love that yes. like the build up to that is like since the beginning, Martin has been talking about everything is racist. And then they actually like I come face to, to say, face with that. I love the mix of yeah. like Martin playing just a paranoid version <laughs> of his character on Martin. Yeah. But it being a bunch of stuff that he isn't actually and the fact that his other friends are like no you're wrong yeah. this isn't racist well until the scene because then they're like no that's absolutely bonkers yes, yeah. until yes. we are all clearly on board yeah. that this guy's being abhorrently racist but then they get to the pool table and i'm like Fuck, okay I'm, I'm kind of with him on this one like i'm kind of with martin because like this makes a weird amount of sense he had me up until the flat earth part right like everything <laughs> yes. else i was like you know what i i get all of this but in in that scene yeah. with the clothing uh, store, I love that they fuck with that guy on the way out. Oh, oh so good. So funny. Yeah. Absolutely. I Like, if you're going to have people be afraid of you for no reason, at least use it to your Yeah, like, sometimes. lean into it. <laughs> I liked it. But I think part of Paige's thing is that I thought, like, the first hour, like, sets up a different movie. And then I'm like... Wait, Halle Berry's the love interest out of nowhere, yeah. and I was like, uh, "You I, didn't see that coming." No, I did, but they didn't spend enough time on it. I think I thought it was going to be the main, like the what's her face. I don't ever learn any characters' names. Robin Givens. Her name's Jacqueline, but it's Robin Givens. Yeah, I thought there was going to be yeah. like a back and forth of like you know we're both kind of players, and then like you know kind of falling in love, but then it was like no, it's Halle Berry with the. I art can see that field. happening too. Yeah. yeah, I thought when he sort of uh, handed Halle Berry off to Gerard, David Allen Greer character that they were going to be like the perfect match because they sort of seemed like both sort of mouthy sort of nice fun people but like sort of understated people right yes. and then when that doesn't work out that's what i was like oh holly berry is going to be the love interest that actually holds on and i i really did like that honestly and i i sort of like the rift between david allen greer and eddie murphy and i like how they yes. focused at the very end on them fixing that part of the relationship too yes um, and also the empire state building like going back on uh, oh my at that gosh! Moment. Mm-hmm. I, I love. I, so I, I, I love that sort that of symbolism. And like replayed yeah. it. Yeah, I love. I it. really like that. And I do feel like the only thing I thought of later was that I kind of wish Halle Berry had another friend. Yeah, like yes. they just make her this like mousy workaholic that like has no other like. Does she have any friends before she ran into this group of dudes? You know what I mean? That kind of thing. <laughs> She's an invisible Halle Berry. 
<laughs> I know there's just like people body checking her on the street. Get out of here. She's like, no, I'm Holly Berry. Um, I've got paint and a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that they allowed her and Gerard to remain platonic and mm-hmm. like each yes. other the way she like comes over when his parents are there and all that. I was like, mm, I kind of like that they did this yeah. for these two characters. And I only was okay with them not being together because I feel like in a lot of movies they do that. But in real life, two boring people don't fucking want to fuck each other. Yeah. That's boring. Like they wouldn't hang out. She would hang out with someone that you low-key have more things in common with but may outwardly be Mm -hmm. more your opposite. So I did kind of like that they didn't end up working out so easily, like puzzle piecing them together. I do agree with Paige though that there are some like weird, I I don't even know if I'd call it pacing issues, but like Holly Berry moves in with him like immediately. Like that felt very like fast, right? Yeah. I felt like there were time jumps I missed. Yes. There are. Were they just like not addressing time jumps? They (laughs) They weren't at all. They weren't because there are clear time jumps, but also Robin Givens also doesn't have friends. Uh, This is written purely from a male point of view. Yeah. A hundred percent. And definitely because Eddie Murphy does all the same things that Robin Givens does. Literally all the same. And yet she's supposed to be the villain. Like that drove me kind of nuts through the entire movie. (laughs) I know. I thought I thought there was like he's finally getting his come up. That's what I thought. He doesn't really learn until the very end when they're like, just kidding. He learned it with Halle Berry. I was just about to say, I didn't think she was a villain until the end. I felt like she was like you're saying they were showing her as the full-on female counterpart right. of how he sees relationships and all this stuff. Yes. So I la- I like hilariously pitied him. Most of the movie, I was like, oh, he's catching feelings, but did not feel like Robin Givens was a bad person until that last meeting. And then Same. I was like, oh, you play mind games. And then I felt like they made her the villain. But you yes. felt like she yeah. was the villain earlier. I did because, I, now granted, I did laugh and pity him. But they definitely characterize her as being manipulative when she is yes. doing the exact same thing. Oh, you don't feel like they, mm-hmm. they characterize Eddie Murphy as being manipulative? I feel like they did early no, on. I, I think No, I think they do. That's the problem. I think Eddie oh. Murphy is a manipulative asshole. Yeah. And I don't really yeah. like his character. No. And then he comes up against someone who does the same thing that he does. Right. And for right. some reason, it's less acceptable for her than it is for him. Oh, I didn't feel that. Me either. I thought it was not acceptable in either sense. Yeah. And that's what that's why when he gets his comeuppance, you're like, ha, you deserve this. I might feel a little bad for you, but like it's good for you to get a taste of your own medicine because you were treating women like shit like for years before this. So for a minute, I thought when she moved in, when uh, Holly Berry moved in, he was going to have like that speech with her of like, I used to do this and this is what I'm this is how I've grown and stuff like that but then he just sleeps with her again and or doesn't sort of almost does that's kind of my issue is like we don't really see growth with Eddie Murphy like we see him say a few things but like in the end he fully cheats on Halle Berry doesn't even really apologize for it in the moment doesn't feel bad for it in fact defends it as like Sometimes you don't choose shit like this. And sometimes you can't even stop yourself, which I was like, I that is that. ridiculous. Well, I thought that playback scene was supposed to show that he didn't, the fact that he didn't fully have sex with Robin Givens, the fact that they were just grinding, making out with her in lingerie, but he got up and left was supposed to be some redeeming thing. That's why I thought they went back and showed that scene was to make us feel better. He's like, wait, this is wrong. I live with someone. (laughs) That's not the one 
that like he cheated on her and then went back to Robin Givens. Yes. That's a scene after. So right. like yeah, he that's what I thought. fully cheated oh, on Halle Berry. I thought that scene was a flashback no, to no, that no, night. No, I think I think it was another time jump issue. He was like with her or like back to his old ways when she moved out. No, I thought that that was them showing what happened that Mm-mm. night when he slunk into bed. No. Because no. I thought that was why they were making it like he's not that bad. They didn't nope. totally fuck. Yeah. I'm more upset now. So so I do see Paige's point of like, a man realizes he's an asshole, so everyone should accept him now that he's grown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Without consequences. And not only that, a man realizes he's an asshole, everyone should accept him because he's air quotes grown, even though we've seen no evidence of that. Halle Berry has no assurances that he's not going to immediately be trash again. They make a joke about it. The end of the movie is them joking about him possibly not changing that much. Yeah. Well, And her ending up alone with two kids, Katrina. Yeah. Yeah. On On the flip side, we have Robin Givens, who does all the same stuff as Eddie Murphy, and they're just like, what an evil bitch. <laughs> and I'm just like... Oh, I just didn't read the movie like that. I didn't feel that way either, but I do feel, Paige, that you may have felt that way because we don't see Eddie... We see him on the phone. We see him ordering flowers for too many women. We see all the aftermaths, but we didn't see him in bed with a woman doing her dirty the way you hear Robin Givens be like, oh, are you fine? Like you thought this what this was, the Mm -hmm. scenes where you get to see her be that cold. We don't really get with him. We kind of just start with the aftermath of his playboy. Mm -hmm. So like she gets an unfair shake in how much they show of her being this way, maybe. Yeah, because I think he was doing all the same things. And I think that there's evidence with like the single rose. Oh, he absolutely is. Yeah. No, Paige, you're absolutely right. The single right. rose cracked me up the way that <laughs> yes. they make them parallels and the way that he's like, you're in. But I did like the way that he was properly verbalizing like, no, you're being inconsiderate right now. Yeah. Yeah. And all of that. like He was like, I know. know the single rose trick. I do the single rose trick. <laughs> the yeah. opening of the movie, he has a phone conversation where he's like, oh, I was in an accident. <laughs> like, I'm fine. You didn't see it on the news. Yes. Which is essentially what she did to him yeah. with the uh-huh. plane. And he's just like, okay, bye. And like, does not care about how inconsiderate he's being. Yeah. And then when it's thrown back at him, he's like, how dare you? Yeah. And there's a part right. of me that's like, the lack of self-awareness is very frustrating. I don't think he ever really achieves self-awareness as to how his behavior is reflected back on him. And it's, like, it's a lack of empathy for sure. You can still sleep around and be empathetic. M- Mikey, this is not a personal attack on you. This yeah, is a very is different not, situation. It's not nothing to do about you, Mikey. And, and here's the thing. <laughs> if he was going into all of these interactions with women honestly and openly and being like, I don't want to pursue this, that's a different story but that's not what he does yeah, I agree if a girl turned to me and said you get a gold star tonight I'd be like after tonight this is over well I mean just he's, he's tricking women no, like we watch right. him do it and at one point he almost uses that as a positive where yes. he's talking with his friends and he's like I'm a romantic and it's yes. like you're a liar yeah. like yes. that's not the same thing and it's not till David Allen Greer calls him on it later and yeah. I'm like David Allen Greer had more of a growth arc than Eddie Murphy did David Allen Greer yeah. probably more of a romantic than Eddie Murphy really is I mean yeah absolutely so what I wanted to have happen is him before they even get back to her apartment was to for him to be like no I can't do this I'm in love with Holly Berry like that this is over yeah. for me yeah but no instead right. months into his relationship he's like oh i'm kind of bored and she doesn't really get me 
And that's what I mean. That was literally another time jump of him being with Rob. I'm so mad. No, I think it's a time jump of only a couple days, but like. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You can't watch Star Trek with every woman. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That only fixes part of Eddie Murphy's growth arc for me. It doesn't fix any of how I feel like they treat Robin Givens in this movie. I think the movie would have worked better thematically if him and Robin Givens did end up together, but it was like a War of the Roses type one-upping each other of like, well, my plane was late. Here's my one rose. And it's like, I do that. I do that to you. And then like they end up catching strong feelings instead of bringing in innocent, invisible Halle Berry to destroy. Invisible. Like two jerks falling in love. I like movies like that. Oh, that's fair. If they're gonna have him sleep with her again, I would have rather them actually have tried to have a relationship then and show yeah. like a real time drop of him like trying to watch Star Trek with Robin Givens and right. more of her watching mm-hmm. sports that he doesn't care about and like actually trying with her and realizing it didn't work. Yeah. Right. But the fact that he just like dipped it in a couple more times and then was like, ah, you're right. I suck. I'm so mad. Yeah. I also feel like for the amount of time Robin Givens gets on screen for that relationship that doesn't end up together versus what Halle Berry gets for the one that does. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So off. Yeah. But it's because Robin Givens has a lot more lingerie trench coat combinations yeah. than Holly <laughs> Berry does. Like you can only show but so many fun hats before you're like, yeah, we get it. You're cute and you paint with kids. Let's show Tyson's <laughs> wife. Like, yes. That's obvious. That that comes up in fun facts because that was right around the same yes. time. Yep, I thought so. But she gets three sex scenes. Halle Berry gets none. Mm-hmm. We also spend a full 40 minutes of just watching Eddie Murphy be kind of a trash human before romance pops off with anybody yeah except for eartha kit which i love keep that keep that in this i so. would fuck eartha kit to this day <laughs> she looks amazing i also love that every time you see a picture of her from then on you just oh, she's not even in the room you just overhear her marcus i'm just like <laughs> the yes. poster yeah. yes yeah, 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 yeah. so like her pussy haunts him like yeah. it's like, We've all got a few. <laughs> a few what, Mikey? Catwomen's. <laughs> I was just trying to trick you into saying it. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get Mikey to say it. I knew y'all would with that scene in the restaurant. I'm not going to be tricked again. I was recently tricked. Oh, yeah, you were. I, I saved that, that word for partners. Funny. Oh, Mikey. And casual acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so maybe we should get into the movie so we can talk about it scene by scene. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the movie opens with a crazy quote that just says, Yeah, this is a story of famous dogs, for the dog that chases its tail will be dizzy. <laughs> Which you know why, though. That's George Clinton. Parliament Funkadelic. <laughs> this reminded me of the. That yep. just comes yep. up. Oh, well, well, we <laughs> yes. a, yep. oh, That's what it is. They yeah, just, oh, the, oh, the the barking in the movie is amazing. Hilarious. Every time a woman comes on screen, I was like, this is progressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I think for 92, this movie was a little progressive, but it feels so regressive now. But it's like, have I gotten barked at? Absolutely. Have I gotten growled at? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I don't love but it. But a growl's an aggressive thing. I don't like that. Oh, I've been growled at. There are plenty of moments where guys are acting what I would say is probably like 92's version of charming to women and I'm like this is real predatory and gross yeah (laughs) I get real frustrated with like because Eddie Murphy is 
clearly bullshit through the first 40 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Everything he says is a lie, yeah. essentially. 100%. And so at a certain point, I just got real tired of hearing him say those things to women where I was just like, mm. girl, walk away. No, his neighbor is correct. His neighbor. I was just about to say curlers. you became Gina. Look, we've all had Gina. a neighbor we've hooked up with who warns your future partners not to be with you. Mikey, I thought that you guys didn't hook up. Mikey. What? <laughs> what? I mean, we didn't hook up. A lot. I mean, like all, all the way hook up. Oh, okay. I met this neighbor he's talking about. She was gorgeous. Mikey won't shit where he sleeps, but he will shit where he naps. Like that's too close <laughs> still. Yeah. Well, hey, Katrina, he did move immediately afterwards. Okay, it was in cool. the lockdown. It was during the lockdown. <laughs> we can't all be judged on our actions during lockdown. Some of us can. Did you already know you were going to move? I mean, I bought a, I bought a house. No, <laughs> when it started, he was making no plans of moving. And then she was like, hey, maybe I should cook for you. And he's like, I'm going to start looking for houses. No, she cooks so good, though. <laughs> I still have one of her plates. You packed a plate? You packed a plate and moved it? <laughs> How else is he going to get her to come over, Katrina? You should have dropped that off. Why are you wrapping she, newspaper on dish that isn't even we yours? We still hang out occasionally. She oh, brought some okay, more baked okay, okay. goods over. Mm, I bought she brought some more baked goods over. Yeah, she did. Mikey, you could do a lot worse. She was beautiful. I liked her a lot, actually. She is beautiful. She was really nice. She's very beautiful. She's not the one to watch Star Trek with. You know when what I'm I helped Mikey mm. move, when he called me the day of his move and he was like hey can you help me and I was like yeah I'm happy to you mean when my other friend got into a car wreck because he had a DUI and then yeah all I remember is you calling me last minute and me dropping everything to help you as a friend but um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I met her that day and she was very, very sweet. Anyway, this neighbor in the movie is Tisha Campbell. Yes. And she's been yes, in like a Tisha. million and a half things. Yeah. God, I love her. Man, everyone in this movie's been in a bunch of things. Like everyone in this movie was either big at the time mm -hmm. or went on to be huge. Yeah. I love her because she looks different types of crazy every time we see her. Yes. <laughs> As you do when you're at home. <laughs> when she invites him over at the end and he says no and she's like, then jump off the balcony, fuck yourself or whatever i was like i loved it god i love this the woman so immediate much switchback her signs yes. just the uh, best well in, in that last scene where she's telling him to jump out the balcony she has one curler in front yeah and one on the side and no other curlers yeah. and i was just like that's what, what i was like did you just like put in two curls and then be like let me see what this dude doing like finish a task what i do doing? feel like she does have severe adhd yes <laughs> oh, I love her so much. Me too. Anyway, so we open on an office building and we watch as Eddie Murphy arrives at the office. Now, as we talked about just a couple minutes ago, this office is entirely cast with people of color. There's not a white person in sight. Right. Which, again, have not seen probably before or since. And I think what the movie does really well is that you don't notice after a while. It's just an office yeah. and it yeah. does it really, really well where it's like any complaints that this would be strange go out the window because you stop noticing right. almost immediately. Because you're just like, oh, look at all these competent people working. They didn't make it like... <laughs> That's the part that's unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. There's no one like doing their nails when they should be doing something else or something. Yeah. 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 The core of my office full of uh, my bosses. Listen now. Very competent people. <laughs> top to bottom. Early fun fact. Okay. The wardrobe budget on this movie is one of the highest almost ever at this time. Wow. But also Ooh. specifically for a movie of this type. Like this isn't a giant historical epic. This is a rom-com. Yeah. It has one of the highest wardrobe budgets because they dressed even the like like, like extras, like even your featured extras yeah. are dressed in fashionable, like not yes. just 
business, but like elevated business. Mm-hmm. So this office. The colors are amazing. Yes, yeah. it's so cool looking. Okay, so since you're talking about fashion, can I just say that when Eddie Murphy's wearing that red blazer, I was like, I got to get a red blazer like that. That thing is. With, oh, with that no shit is lapels? Sick. And I would wear it with lapels or without. I just love that color red. I was like. Oh, I got to get one of those. Well, he looks great. He does. Constantly in this movie. Yeah. This is yes. peak Eddie Murphy. He looks amazing. Yes. He looks fantastic. Every single woman that walks through the office is dressed impeccably. Yeah. Even when Halle Berry's dressed down, she is put together. Yeah. And I loved it. Oh, yeah. Her dress down is just a bunch of sick ass, like 90s Afrocentric stuff. Like she looks yes. like an adult from a different world. Like if one of those kids actually <laughs> from got the a TV job. show, a different world. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, 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 yeah. I was yes. about to flip my glasses up and look at you real quick, like, but I don't, I don't have them. Right. <laughs> I wanted a pair of those so bad when I was little. Me too. There was that one incompetent guy. Wait, Chris Rock? He's competent. He just gossips. No, the guy, the marketing guy, is like, "Am I on my own?" <laughs> oh, how dare you talk about Nelson Nelson's like the that? Best. I fucking love <laughs> Nelson. James Earl Jones's sexy brother. I love his voice too. He's like if James Earl Jones had a brother that just was yes. out of control and they were like we don't talk about him like, Jimmy Earl Jones <laughs> Jimmy just like we don't talk about him he's got his own thing going on that freaking commercial <laughs> that commercial both of them how into the movie is that commercial like five minutes okay so we're, we're about to get to the first yes. one yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, just okay. sec, but yeah, yes so like, that's what I'm thinking of the first one yeah as he walks through the lobby he does meet Chris Rock for the first time who's like what are we gonna hang out uh, and we will find out that this is like Chris Rock's like third day at the office yeah <laughs> like yeah like later in the movie he talks about how he's been there <laughs> eight days but that's like the middle of the movie yeah yeah n- nine days and I I've been on time most of the time even when it rained <laughs> even in the rain yeah. my first thought was stop screaming in this echoey lobby like <laughs> yeah. he's just yelling people's business the whole yeah. movie and i'm just like stop chris rock can't not scream like that's that's who he is that's why his high top fade is so big it's full of secrets <laughs> it's full of secrets <laughs> when jacqueline breaks up with him and he's like walking to the lobby all sad and he's like on the like a floor yeah. up stop from him yelling at me. he's like <laughs> Why are you yes. so sad? Is it because Jacqueline broke up with you? And Eddie Murphy's like, yeah, shut like- up, man. Not everyone knows I was fucking Jacqueline. So funny. So funny. It. That's like my office. Okay, so <laughs> let's, let's talk about his smile. Who? Eddie Murphy's or? I didn't know Chris Rock had like a chipped tooth. Or was, I don't know if it was like. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. Got that fixed. Money fixes that yeah. shit. And I was Mo like, money, I thought motif. he fixed it before 92. It was probably between this and like New Jack City. Does he have a chip oh, tooth in New Jack oh, City? I no, I've seen New, New Jack, Jack City, City, but he is—he his tooth is still fucked up in New Jack City because he actually plays a junkie for part of New Jack City. Yeah. And, and then, like, kind of gets his act together. So my question to y'all is, at what point when you get famous do they tell you to fix your broken tooth? I mean, somebody would tell you that now. Because it seems like kind of a dick move. Like, does, it, does an agent do it or a stylist or, like, who does If that? I had a chipped tooth, my manager would probably be like, hey, eventually yeah. you're going to need to work on that shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm so removed from that world. I was like, give me the insider scoop. You definitely get told early on. Yes. People will tell you before you start asking somebody, you could pay $5 at a mic and somebody be like, Hey, you're funny. What the fuck are you going to do about your mouth? 
Yeah. What you do with that mouth? <laughs> I mean, I've asked similar questions, but not under that context. Not what that yeah. mouth do. What are you going to do about that mouth? What are you doing? Not as hot. I think a, a perfect a perfect example is Cardi B, where when Cardi B was on that reality TV show. Yes, and I think it's Love and Hip Hop. I think is what that, she was on. Was she in Love and Hip Hop? I, uh, I, I might be wrong, but she was on a reality show, and her teeth were fucked up. Really? She raps about it. She raps about it. Got a bag and fixed my teeth. teeth Yeah, Yeah, that was her through the wire, Mikey. I can't believe you didn't realize that. (laughs) People be flexing on healthcare. It's a whole thing. You're just happy to be healthy. It comes out in the lyrics. Uh, Anyway, so Cardi B on a reality show and they show on the show people being like, you want to be a rapper and your teeth are fucked up. And she's like stripping at the time to like pay her way. And right around the time she gets like one of her first EPs out, she gets like her first check. And that's the first shit she does yep. is goes and fixes her teeth and then raps about everyone who talked shit on her teeth for like <laughs> ever. I love it. But yeah, I, I would say way before you get famous, people point out your flaws and are like, you have a choice. You can keep it or you can change it. You know, when you have the money to change it, we'd recommend changing it. One of the first things I did when I started making money was get Invisalign. And that was like eight months ago I started doing that. Yeah. <laughs> One of the first things I did was bought a TV. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I will eventually get veneers just because like my teeth are kind of thrashed like i i've had some rough dental history and so it would be very nice to just have veneers and not have to worry as much about it they're like 600 bucks a tooth page i've looked into it they're two grand a tooth in la dude you got to come to nashville where dental work is cheaper and probably not as yeah, good come get your teeth over here that'll be pages line went to nashville got my teeth fixed <laughs> now i'm just spitting country, <laughs> spitting country. Or, or like i just got a bunch of like anti-aging stuff because like I'm pretty open about how old I am but you'd be amazed how many people just don't ask yeah and are just like you're like 23 right and you just shrug let people think whatever yup yeah I definitely know exactly what I'm going to fix so yeah people don't bring it up to me like the next time I get a little chunk of money <laughs> I do yeah, love that we're yeah. like talking about what, what are we gonna fix about ourselves when we finally get some money this commercial <laughs> made me really think about <laughs> a lot about who I am as a woman what I bring to the table or buy some perfume that's been birthed anyway so like let's get back to the movie because this could be a real long yeah real nuanced but like depressing conversation about how the industry's demands on people's appearance. I do also love that we just went through the, like each of us, like what do people hate about us? (laughs) (laughs) Can't fix my personality, Todd. I know we've tried Mikey. Anyway, back to this movie. (laughs) So he gets to his office. He talks to his administrative assistant about essentially sending single long stem roses to a list of women. It's like eight women. Uh, And they all have a tag that says thinking only of you. Yeah, which is some gaslighting shit. Then uh, she says, Anita called and then Nelson is waiting for you. So he goes in to meet with Nelson. And this is the first commercial we see for Kiss Lipstick. This commercial, I literally, so like my dog Schnooka, who is, she's got back problems. And we took her to the vet yesterday and it was like this whole thing. But she was laying next to me and I covered her eyes during this ad (laughs) because I was like, you're too young to watch this. 
I was like, that lady really likes banana splits. <laughs> I, I was like, there's a lot of banana. And then she got to the cherries and I was like, oh, this is Yo, nuts. The cherries? No, Paige, those cherries were nuts. I know. Exactly. <laughs> that was wild. Oh, it was yeah. wild. And, and it's like, dying. what were the sausages for? <laughs> oh, well, and he's like, there were no sausages in this, this one. Time, and yeah. he's just like, you dirty dog. Yes, that's what I mean. What were they before? I'm assuming <laughs> the same thing as the bananas. But yes. could you imagine a lipstick? commercial about sausage because i mean <laughs> no thanks i mean no no thanks unless it's a specifically marketed to drag queens makeup yes and then i could see that making sense i also feel like nelson might be really good at making a commercial for that specific brand yeah i feel like nelson is like there was a lot of like shock and awe yes. in marketing and just like what's the most outrageous thing you can do yes. and like all that and he seems as we go through the movie to just like get off on people being freaked out like he yes. loves freaking people out so it's not even that I guess I was trying to figure out if he thought this was normal and was like <laughs> what or if he likes that it is entirely too much yeah i think he likes that it's entirely too much and that's what i yes. love about him i feel like he's one of those people that would have been like ghastly i love it yes <laughs> so like exactly like he's there for the drama <laughs> i mean i feel like he's also the kind of person that would invite you to like he's like come to this art installation and it's just maplethorpe dick photos and he's just <laughs> like isn't it glorious and you're like yes i guess it fucking is man like Sure. But that guy has been in everything. I mean, he's passed away now, but he was in live he was in a Bond movie, uh, Live and Let Die. He was in Annie. He was in Charlie the Chocolate Factory. Like he has done yeah. everything. I love I love him and I love his voice, man. Because he is always a little bit extra and his voice does have that James Earl Jones just quality. I love it so much. Well, and he's also like the next time we see him after this is with Strangey. Yeah. In that meeting, that first <laughs> meeting where Strangey is giving her her suggested names for the perfume, which I loved. And he's just like, I love it. Yes. Love it. And I'm like, oh, we would be friends. Yes. <laughs> I would love to be <laughs> friends great. with him. Yeah. So he tells him to cut out the cherries and the banana, which like, oh, boo. No, I mean, not aw, boo. You got to take the cherries and banana out of that. That's good feedback. Like when you're pointing out where the cherries gooch would be, that should be cut. <laughs> when she's holding the cherries, she like pulls her tongue through them as if like, as yes. if you were licking like the seam on, on a bag of nuts. Which I was about to say, you can't even get through balls that way. Like, yeah. I know, but it made me wish you could. <laughs> <laughs> Katrina, I love the way you just died right there. Like fell back in your chair. Mikey like opened a whole second dock during the beginning of this movie where he just started taking a whole other uh, set of notes. I was like, I've got to double screen this film. Excuse me. <laughs> Types into Pornhub cherry balls. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all better be balls. lucky I don't find a monkey's ball Like where you can make wishes Because it would be corkscrew dick and then this <laughs> You did talk about in the horror virgin leprechaun episode How one of your wishes would be to have a corkscrew dick And never explain it Why? It spins like a drill I feel like that's low key some kind of codependency thing Where you're like I want to be stuck inside of you forever <laughs> <laughs> Wow Katrina I've never seen someone break down Mikey's specific issues so fast Yeah Missile well done. direct yeah. Yeah. to the issue. That was yes. amazing. <laughs> 
Think about said. that, Mikey. Let's just move on. No, now we can't. I think Mikey just learned something about himself. Like, that's how deep that went. It's like you drilled into his issues with your corkscrew dick. <laughs> while, while we're learning, uh, I'll move on. Um, so Anita's on line one, and this is where he lies to her about what happened to him and why he hasn't called and says that yes. he's been in an accident, but he hasn't. And says, like, a massage sounds great, but then books her out weeks in advance. He does, like, textbook everything Robin Givens does later. I think that, yeah, they're literally setting up exactly what Robin does to him later on. Yep. Absolutely. Before he leaves for lunch, they bring in, uh, like, a couch full of ladies that are casting for the body lotion spot. Mm -hmm. And we get, this is where we get the first, like, woof, like, in the (laughs) middle of the movie. Yeah. (laughs) And he's basically like, tell the fellas I'll be late for lunch today. Uh, We cut to lunch where Martin Lawrence has some upsetting views on trans people that we could probably just skip, to be honest. I mean, except for the mad foreshadowing of Eddie's real life. But yeah, then that's true. Yeah. That's true. Wait, was that before or after this? Before. It's like mad script foreshadowing of his real life and however he may or may not have felt that way later. Yeah. I wonder what was on his mind when he wrote this scene. Mm-hmm. He definitely did, too. Uh, but I do like how Martin Lawrence just says, man, you read Penthouse? And I'm like, these things never happen to me. And I'm like, they don't happen to anybody. <laughs> but Eddie Murphy is like, they do. those things do happen. You just have to pay attention to women. Yeah. And what he means is trick women. Yeah, you have to manipulate women in a bad way. You have way. to manipulate yeah. women. Yeah. I feel like he pays attention before with the wrong intent. So oh, like yeah. you're noticing things, but only things as ammo. So yes. like you're not really paying attention for the best reason. Yeah, he's not viewing women as people. He's viewing women right. as challenges. So while they're eating their food, this is where Martin Lawrence has the theory about asparagus spears versus asparagus tips. Yes, oh my so gosh. funny. I have a culinary answer for this. Oh, do you? Because I've always heard asparagus spears. I've never heard asparagus tips unless it's just like the front, like it the, the is. front part. Of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's the tips. Yeah. Yes. Spears is the entire stalk, right? The the tip and the shaft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like asparagus too much. It's like just the tip for me. <laughs> I never go balls deep on asparagus. Uh, it's just not a flavor I enjoy. Yeah. But you know, wrap it in prosciutto and maybe we can talk. Well, I'll wrap anything in prosciutto and I'll talk about it at least because <laughs> the layers. <laughs> yeah, my top layer is always a prosciutto layer, Mikey. <laughs> you had taught it wrapped. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is also where Eddie Murphy claims that he's the most romantic and again by romantic he means manipulative (laughs) right he means he knows what to do with the information yes like david allen greer could hear it and be like hmm that's nice and like maybe make an anecdote about it martin would say how it's like attached to the deep state and he would just use it as an end like that it's, it's kind of like when I went to counseling grad school and learned how to like active listen and I was like oh I could probably use this yes he, Eddie Murphy is a good example of how there are sociopaths that are also just great doctors yeah yes. like you can yeah. use it for- he's like am I going to use this power for good or for awesome <laughs> both <laughs> anyway they leave the restaurant as they're walking they see Leela Rashad walking with her dog yeah. dressed to the nines very beautiful he borrows a leash from a nearby couple. He doesn't borrow it. He buys it, Paige. That is very funny. That I love couple, that scene. the idea yeah. of like just that gave me a little bit of a dad flash of him being like, you better give him that money. <laughs> 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 a 20 is a 20. 
I'll carry that dog home. It's He's like, so 20 silly. bucks is 20 bucks. Like, it is what it is. The couple is like older, affluent. How bad is this guy hurting for a 20? He's going to carry his dog home. He just doesn't care. But doesn't yes. Care. I mean, that would be like $40 today, but still, that's not a whole lot. Uh, leashes are expensive, too. They are expensive. That's true. And Man. that was yeah. a leather leash. I bet it was about 40 bucks. <laughs> Paige, do you have in fun facts the inflation on that leash? What do we. I legit just looked it up. <laughs> oh, you do that, Todd. I don't have. Have a lot of financial fun facts today. I legit looked it up and it is $40.08. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Okay. Yeah. It's amazing how much Reaganomics has destroyed our economy that in what 30 years it's it's doubled. Like our money yeah, value no. has doubled. Oh <sighs> man. Uh, but he has just the leash and pretends that he lost the dog attached to it, which is yeah. pretty brilliant, but also evil. I love that he's like, cause he doesn't want to like walk up to her and introduce himself. He wants him to come to her, which is a great technique. I love using that. But the, what he does is. <laughs> I think you might be a sociopath, Todd. No, let me, I'll explain myself in a second. He just stands there and goes, Kirby! Kirby! Curbs! I loved it. It was very funny. Katrina, that's how he got six dogs, is that he's used each one and employed to meet a woman. screaming dogs until one answers, and then he's like, got one. Got it. You do this, but with dogs instead of women, Todd. Uh (laughs) I want that dog to come to me. Yeah. Yes, but I do like that this is, there's a couple other times where, but this is the first time where I got excited because you see an inkling of what Eddie's like when he does an act out on stage yeah. yes, yeah. or like on SNL or yeah. something. And I really like it. I did it. like it too. But what I mean about, I don't like, I'm obviously very taken and very happy right now, but if I was single and when I have been single and I would go to like bars or whatever, I would never go and like pick up somebody, but I have gone to like do karaoke and I'm pretty good at karaoke. So like occasionally a girl will come up to me and start talking to me and I'm like, this is great. Let's go back to my place. Uh, I go, I've gone <laughs> up to people and just acted like it was a mistake stake so that I could nice. like get oh, closer to them like nice. oh my god hey and be like oh I thought you were somebody else most of my interactions mm. end with someone <laughs> pretending it's a mistake <laughs> and then they turned out to be a mistake so you were right all along Mikey mm-hmm <laughs> I just talk to people. Oh, excuse me, Paige, with the confidence. <laughs> I think I'm much too introverted for that, honestly. Like, I'm a little bit too shy, maybe, to do that. I, I think I am, but I think, what, and because I used to not talk to people, but then I had so much better of a success rate just talking to people. Oh, I'm sure. That I was yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to talk to people. Yeah, it's like that time where I was like, hey, do you really like Iggy Azalea? And they said, suck, suck my, my dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right. I can talk to someone as long as I'm not attracted. Yes. Once I'm attracted, it's a problem. But like, I'll talk to freaking anybody that doesn't wake me wet. Who cares? Let's do this. But like, once I like you, it's like, oh no. Like, just like sweat and a blank brain. Like, I got nothing. So if Katrina was single and not talking to you, she might be into you. Yes. And that's why women are hard to read. <laughs> this girl's really talking to me and laughing a lot. I think she's into me. Yeah. I'll smile and just know where just like if I look very excited to see if I look like an amped mime anytime we're around each other. Damn, Katrina's not saying much, but she's really trying to get out of that imaginary box. So she must be into it. I love you. Just climbing a rope. <laughs> Katrina's not single. Yeah, Paige, we know that her miming is a joke right now. I know. And I will point out as we go through this movie, because my boyfriend did watch this movie with me, and it was a great male perspective on when boys get boners during movies when they're little. Like, oh. we're just watching this movie and him being like, oh, that gave me a boner. Oh, that gave me a boner. Oh, that gave me a boner. <laughs> 
Like this movie was just like boner city for if you're the right age. Yeah, I think my version of that would have been Robin Hood Men in Tights, which sounds oh, yeah. terrible. But the, the the main I definitely saw that as a child. Yeah, though. Maid Marian in that is a redhead. She's like topless at one point. She in the takes movie. a bath. Yeah, so like yeah, that very I much is a it. formative movie for my childhood. Yeah, hmm. and there were Men in Tights. So like, what's not to love? Carrie Elwes. <laughs> come on. And I was like, what? Part of men in tights. <laughs> it's the part where they're they're like behind the sheet and he's singing to her. Never mind. Oh, I know exactly I what you're talking about. It. And he gets it's his so sword for it's her. So dumb. Yeah. I love that movie. I'm so sorry. So he gets her number, they set up a date, and this is the first part where we meet his neighbor because he comes home with a bouquet and Yvonne his neighbor is just like tell her the truth you're gonna use her and dump her and it's just like going off this is also where he reveals that there's a court order that she has to like stay on her side of the fence again (laughs) I love the back and forth in this one because is this when she says I bet he's gonna do it doggy style or is that later? Uh, No that's later that's later she's like how big what's your size is? We about the same size which is a thing that that is such a thing when you see people later. Oh, God. So funny. Sorry. Yep. We can talk about it then. But, you know, we learn later on that Eddie Murphy only just lays there like a starfish all through the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And crinkles his little toes. Crinkles his toes. I do think it's this is a perfect example of the let's call it the sketchification of this movie where it's really written in these sketch chunks where her repeated scenes are a perfect example of like sketch heightening where it's like we've introduced Mm -hmm. her concept. It's hilariously funny. She's doing a great job. And then each time we meet her, it gets crazier. And so it's this heightening, heightening, heightening until the very end where she literally is like, jump off the balcony then like that. Like if it was an SNL sketch, perfection absolutely but it's in a movie right. and so you're kind of like they just oh. broke it up mm-hmm. yeah they just broke it up so he lets Leela Rashad into the apartment and the first thing she asks is where's Kirby the dog because <laughs> he's like oh uh I forgot uh, about yeah, that yeah the groomers he got stuck under a truck and got a grease stripe on him or whatever oh yeah. yes he cooks her dinner because he's like learned to cook as a trap to sleep with people yeah I believe he learned to cook oh, only yes. to yeah he's with a people. Venus fly chef but he seems to have a pride in it that thank you mikey for laughing at my joke i appreciate that he seems to have a pride in it that was genuine yeah no he he does he is very proud of learning to cook yes and like hangs his hat on it but it is all part of the trap okay i think he learned it as the trap but then i think he got really into cooking like an accidental hobby yeah because he's like when people don't appreciate his salmon, he gets like super pissed. <laughs> yeah, right. he's more mad about her not appreciating the salmon. That was pretty funny. Anyway, so they have kind of a fun date, and then he goes to take her home to her apartment. And she does the like, so knock knock, there's a scared little boy named Marcus, oh and he's God. been hurt. Tell me about him. Which, like, first of all, it's a first date. Secondly, I hate it when people do that. It was very funny. I honestly wanted her to come back later a little but bit. But dating same. David Allen Greer's character? Yeah, same. Yes. That would have been fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> because then he would have dated someone that Eddie Murphy had slept with. <laughs> yeah, fair is yeah. fair. Totally even, yes. Absolutely. Anyway, so... Eddie Murphy tells her this lie about seriously dating a woman named Deborah and hasn't been out with anybody for two years since and that he caught her on their wedding day with the best man and the priest. 
Hold on. The term for two women sleeping with the same guy is pogo sisters. What? <laughs> I've never heard that before. I refuse. I refuse to use that term. What is this? The leprechaun? We do not pogo get Pogo sisters. I don't like that at all. That's too aggressive. And you can only stay up for like a little bit on a poke. You get like a couple good jumps and then it's like yeah. you got a raspberry. Exactly. This is less fun. Exactly, Katrina. Same thing. Exactly. That's why it's perfect. I don't like this. <laughs> okay, let's call it a downline or an oh, upline. Oh, make it MLM? Yeah. Well, let's go real MLM oh with Oh my this. goodness. <laughs> like you're in my downline. Oh yeah, Mikey, you can't sleep with her. She's in my downline. <laughs> I do like that a lot. So do I, Paige. Let's just say I've already been their consultant. Yes. <laughs> I've represented them before. I have the pink Mary Kay car to prove it. Exactly. Um, and then people that you aspire to sleep with are in your upline. You're oh, just yeah. like, I love this. That that person's in my upline. If if we're ever single at the same time, there you go. Yeah. So he tells her a lie about who he's been dating, which is bad for a couple of reasons. A, it's a lie, but also B, he's been sleeping with multiple partners. We don't know who's safe, who's not medically. At least everyone that he sent that rose to. So like she doesn't necessarily have a clear understanding of what kind of relationship she's entering into. I think yes. it's not great. It's terrible. He straight up lied to her. Like she, she is sleeping with him under false pretenses. Like, yeah. And her bed has a lot of stuffed animals. That's a red flag for me in a way. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you're already with somebody and you guys have stuffed animals on your bed, this is not about you. This is whatever. And also if you have like one or two, also not about you. I'm not worried about it. There is a mountain, a mountain of stuffed animals on this bed to the point where it would be it would be a task to clear them off the bed. More than women get made fun of for throw pillows. Like yes. more yes. than that access of pillows she has of stuffed animals. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but they do end up sleeping together. Even though he's like, I don't want to get hurt again. He hasn't been hurt. It's like, right. That's what I mean. Again, even that making her the aggressor based on a false pretense of like, I'm so fragile Mm -hmm. is like kind of annoying. Yeah. But like you can be fragile overall. (laughs) But but not under false pretenses. He could have been like, I hook up with tons of girls and I'm broken. And she probably, that woman probably still would have been like, oh, poor baby Marcus and blew him. Like he didn't have to make up a faux vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because he straight up lies to her. Yes, you need to be as honest as possible because then you don't have to feel guilty. Because then is she attracted to the sad story or would she be like that anyway? We can't tell because he lied. If you're honest, she can make an informed decision, yes or no. Yes. So at that point, it's just two adults making decisions if everybody's honest. But if he's actively lying to her and she's making decisions based on lies, that's not cool. I would suggest if you're in the situation being like, I've had a huge breakup in the past. I don't feel like I'm going to ever feel love again. It's just nice to find happiness where you can. Mikey talks to women like comics tell jokes where you're like, I was out the other day, but you've been telling that joke for months. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's loose. It's for right now. I need to get yeah, this you is in like, the mindset. This off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a city. Just don't give him Chicago because he has thoughts on that place. If I have to hear about Chicago or Australia ever again in my lifetime, it'll be too soon. I do want to say I have never once seduced someone by stepping back 
and just taking off a jacket. I've definitely had this happen. What? There's a couple of movies in the 90s that do this. Yes. I think there's 80s movies where this happens and it definitely happens in like Varsity Blues as well, I think. Right. It seemed like something old Hollywood would do and then we brought it back. Todd, have you ever had a girl show up at your house with just like a coat and lingerie? Yeah. Yeah, it happens. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm saying it happens because of movies like this. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think it does happen because of movies. Because I've worn lingerie under regular clothes. Yes. Sure. Yeah. And then had someone be like, I can't believe you had that on this whole time uh, like that kind of reveal is fun <laughs> that's but how like, i feel when girls get naked at all yeah like if a girl takes off their clothes i was like that was under there the whole time <laughs> under those sweatpants so, but like the idea that you're just walking around like carmen san diego all night and no one's gonna be the wiser and then be like no way it's like what world is this yeah i've definitely worn laundry under clothes right you know what's happening after dinner or whatever right yeah but yeah. also i think it's just because I don't have an occasion to just wear a trench coat for hours. Right. Well, are Where are you rainy and not cold? <laughs> yeah. Like yes. what? Like I'm going to fuck after I'm done gum chewing. <laughs> You're describing my perfect woman. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we just learned that Mikey really wants to fuck Carmen San Diego, and he's just like, "Where in the world is my perfect woman?" <laughs> we just got to find you, Carmen San Diego, Mikey. We got to get you on that game show from the '90s. Yes, Mike wants to be somebody's Carmen San Diego. <laughs> yes, he'll fuck in Nashville to Norway, Bonaire to Zimbabwe to Cabo. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I love it. Um, so we cut to uh, Eddie Murphy wakes up and he pulls the sheets back to look at her feet. And her feet are not that messed up either, no. by the way. They're like chipped. They're, yeah. She, her nail polish is chipped and she's got like a few bunions. Yeah. I mean, places where her, her feet have been rubbing against her shoes, you know, is what I would say. Here's the thing, though, Paige. Your feet are a thing. Like, if yeah. you do not even, I don't know if it's also being in Florida, but like joking about people who shouldn't wear sandals. Mm -hmm. If you're a girl, like I was a dancer. I was friends with girls who walked on wood blocks and her, their boyfriends made fun of them because your feet are horrible. Like, that is definitely a thing oh, that like, yeah. I'm... Yeah. Maybe it's just because I don't want to fuck feet, but I don't care if like and heels make feet. Oh, heels fuck up yeah, your feet. Heels fuck up feet. Right. Like I, I, I don't know. And I think I'm just not sexually attracted to feet. So like, I don't care. I mean, I will say because I worked in retail forever. So my feet are fucked up probably permanently, to be honest. Like I have just fucked up feet. And it's one of those things that like dudes would say constantly. And I'd be like, fuck, I guess I better never come over to your house or ever oh, yeah. take off my shoes around you. Yes, my parents make fun of my feet. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> it's nothing I can do. I, like, I was working to survive, and that's why my feet are fucked up. Also, have you seen dude's feet? Dude's feet are fucking disgusting. Yes. Todd's feet are, like, from Elder Scrolls. Like, it's How did ridiculous. How about my feet? I was defending you! <laughs> also accurate, though. I mean, Todd, your feet look like they picked the wrong grail. <laughs> uh, that's it i'm gonna post a picture of my feet because they're not that bad they're just a little hairy i do want to see how bad todd's feet are because of how much you talk about them like they picked the, wrong, the wrong grail oh my god let me see first off why are they so dirty is that just hair that's hair yeah it's hair that's hair your feet are so hairy but no they're fine 
mean, other than that, oh, it's full full hobbit feet. That, that is like an unknown creature's feet. That is like someone brought a set of brothers on Maury once for having this. Where like okay. they're hairy. Okay, Katrina. Now look at this. Look at look at this. <laughs> Dog's face. Oh, I mean, Mikey has pretty feet, but dudes that are problematic have pretty feet sometimes. Thank you. Because Mikey's out here crushing hearts. He's got pretty feet. It's a thing. I wouldn't be able to if I had Todd's feet. You could crush hearts just with the feet. You'd have to snatch them out of somebody's chest first. You could crush all kinds of stuff. Katrina, one time Todd came over for like a cookout in my backyard and I did a plaster mold of like the mud print because I thought something had like snuck in. A cryptoid had like come through my backyard. Cryptoid. (laughs) When I showed my feet on the webcam, I did not think that that would turn into a three-minute roast session of my feet. I thought you guys were going to be like, oh, they're not that bad. And then that fucking backfired so bad. You mean when uh, Katrina's first words were like, holy shit, they're so dirty. Wait, is that hair? I thought it was a thing. I I was visually tricked. I'm so sorry. He was so confident he had normal-looking feet, wasn't he? But also, Todd, how are you cold all the time if you've got that much body hair? Because I'm cold all the time, yeah. but you're not fuzzy like no, that all over? He says he doesn't have a lot of hair. I mean, I have chest hair, but honestly, I don't even have a lot of chest hair, but my back has no hair on it. Pull your pants legs up. You might get back hair when you're older. And my arms. My arms are hairy. No, that's normal. I mean, kind of hairy, but normal. Your feet? Yeah. Look like an arm, and that is a thing. That is a thing that just like hair doesn't grow yeah. there for everyone. Like you, like you should be like better at swimming or something. <laughs> no, it slows me down. That's why uh, swimmers shave their body hair off. Anyway, I did twenty three and Me, and twenty three and Me will give you like some weird facts about like your genes and stuff. Ooh, I want to do that one for that reason, for like the extra info. And because I have a higher percentage of Neanderthal in me. <laughs> than most people do that's what causes you to be hairy on your feet but also it causes your back not to be that hairy it's a very interesting like weird mix but also that makes sense your feet are like literally prehistoric yes So what's next, Paige? Where are we at? And then we question. I just like this. This all started when Todd was like, I'm going to prove to them that my feet aren't ugly. <laughs> yeah, that backfired more than Backdraft did. We cut, we cut to he's talking to his friends about it. McCready. McCready was like, I mean, he's got hairy feet than me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, are those paws? <laughs> McCready comes in on the screen. What the fuck is going on on that camera? So he's talking to his friends and he's like, well, her feet were jacked up and they were like, you're too picky. And he's like, no, I'm looking for perfection, which he's not perfect. He's a dick. Yeah, he is he's a, dick. a dick. But everything that he says in this thing, like hammer time, mm-hmm. all that literally like made a hyper aware a generation of people yep. about their feet about sexually. their feet you can trace wiki feet back to boomerang follow Ooh. the trail people probably i can't wait till i have my own wiki feet page <laughs> and they're like no this is more of an icky feet page <laughs> <laughs> icky feet <laughs> Wow. Do you have hardwood floors or do you have carpet? Uh, I have hardwood floors. Todd and his dog sound the same way, getting ready for dinner. Just like, clack, 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 clack. <laughs> Sorry, Paige. Uh, no, that's all right. Why are you apologizing to Paige? You're roasting yeah. me. Because <laughs> she's trying to keep going 
that I keep talking about your feet. It's only because we're we're an hour and forty minutes into the recording and we're three scenes into this movie. This two hour movie. Uh, so he comes to the office next the next day to discuss the merger with Lady Eloise, who's the company that they are merging with. My favorite Catwoman. Favorite Catwoman is Eartha Kitt. Yeah, there are two Catwomen in this movie. There are two Catwomen in this film. She basically says, my team will arrive tomorrow, but you're a prime asset. We need a strong department head. I hear you're beguiling to women, but my schedule's tight, so meet me at my house tonight. And so he just shows the fuck up at her house and... I was obsessed with her dress. It was this like pink off the shoulder sequin moment. And her house was called Lavender Hill. Yeah. That was amazing. And Lavender's good for stress. It is. <laughs> she is not. <laughs> is she in this scene? Well, she's good for her assistant because he's just snickering in the background the whole he's time. He's there which, for the drama. Yeah. He made me laugh so hard. And he just goes through <laughs> secret doorways. Yes. <laughs> just like Homer Simpson bushing while he laughs away yes. from things. <laughs> yeah, when he goes through the bookcase door, it was like one of my favorite moments yeah <laughs> we move on to this giant dinner that mo if you look at the plates that they're eating they've got like an entree and then they each have like a fruit and cheese plate next to them yeah and then other multiple fruit and cheese plates and then somebody brings out a giant salad while Eartha Kitt is basically filleting an asparagus spear yeah. just like running her tongue around it she's all about it which I was like wait was asparagus just like the sexy vegetable of the 90s why they actually sponsored the film yeah. big, big, yes. asparagus. big asparagus got in on this early on yeah <laughs> big asparagus got in it shouldn't be though because it it will make your nether regions smell and taste different that's what I kept thinking yeah. about I was like why is there so much asparagus in this sexual movie yeah, it's wild. Anyway, they basically retire to her bedroom and she's like, get comfortable. And she's in what I could only describe as like a 1960s Playboy bunny corset yes. yeah. outfit. Yeah, mm, it is awoken something in me. <laughs> oh she looks amazing. She makes him take off her shoes uh, and he's like, do you want to dim it and make it more romantic? And she has a clapper and then she just. I love that he goes. Can we make it darker after the lights go yeah, out? So oh, funny. Like, oh, that's Fuck mean. you. That's so mean. Fuck you. It's Eartha Kit. Yeah. It's Eartha Kit, but he does not want to have sex with no, her. No, he does not. I don't know what's <laughs> wrong with him. Maybe he doesn't like women uh, because it's fucking Eartha Kit and she's a legend. He is so picky that I feel like his character would not necessarily go after an older woman. He got a look at her feet and her toenails retract like cat claws. <laughs> <laughs> like a cat and he was out. She had one toe halfway up her leg. Oh, oh yeah, kind of. That's why he didn't want to sleep with her. It hurts when she makes biscuits. <laughs> oh, Todd's out hitting close to home there. Oh, I'm triggered right now. How many sheets have you ruined by just like cutting them? I trim my toenails, Mikey. I don't have talons. I just have hobbit feet. Your feet look like you've taken the rings, the bracelets, the earrings, and the necklace to Mordor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, the next day, he runs into Robin Givens in the lobby, and he tries to hit on her, and she 
immediately is like, you're pathetic. No, thank you. And at this point, I looked at how long the movie had been going and it had only been going for 20 minutes, but it had felt like an hour. This movie does <laughs> feel yeah. super long. Yeah. And then they get in the elevator together and like, they're like, oh, wait, I'm going to the 18th floor. I work there. Right. Oh, and she's like, oh, wait, you're Marcus. I'm supposed to meet with you or whatever. Like we both work in marketing. I work at uh, Lady Eloise or whatever the other company name is. And he works at Chanterelle. Yeah. And, and she's like, I'm a fan of your work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, well, cool, because I'm about to be in fucking charge. Yeah. And she's like, actually, no, because Lady Eloise doesn't make any decisions. She has no power and she throws herself at young men. <laughs> and he's like, are you trying to imply that we hooked up? And right as he says that, Eartha Kit rolls up and just goes, Marcus. I don't have any panties on. <laughs> just walks away. I love that he turns to uh, Robin and he's like, I can't control if she has panties on. Maybe she was just hot or whatever he says. Like, yeah, it's, it's so warm. Funny. People be taking their panties off. It's yeah. fine. This movie has like five hookups. Maybe more. I know what this company does not have. It's a an <laughs> HR, HR policy. Department. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At all. But they're like straight up in meetings, like cuddled up when they're together. You know, I'm like, oh, well, that seems. I've been in marketing departments where people like yeah. physically make people uncomfortable in meetings because they're just what? like eye fucking each other or like sitting in each other's lap or like whatever I'm in the wrong field Mikey you are because I work in marketing and some wild shit goes down yeah I did used to work in an agency where like a cool blonde Eartha Kit like lady came in one day and was like you guys are so cute you don't drink till four middle health could be a cool profession <laughs> Where I can just take out a bourbon in a meeting and be like, maybe we're just not doing it right, you know? I mean, because we need you to help us navigate the fact that we're taking out bourbons in meetings. Yeah. Exactly. That, makes sense. That, that actually checks out. When he said executress, I wanted to fight someone. Executress. And I couldn't tell if he said executress or executrix, where it was like dominatrix or oh, just lady. Oh, no. Okay. I think he I said think tress. it's exe- well, I don't know. I thought it was a serial mascot for high powered executrix. Executive women. Ooh, executive executive tricks. tricks. Yeah. I've been craving Lucky Charms since we <laughs> since did Leprechaun. Leprechaun. <laughs> and, and I keep being uh, like, I gotta go out and get some fucking Lucky Charms, yeah. and I haven't been able to do it, and I think that's what I'm gonna do later. The next time I go to Kroger, I'm gonna stand in the cereal aisle and say, fuck you, Lucky Charms, and then shoot a, a <laughs> slingshot at Lucky Just Charms. take yeah. a box and leave one of your shoes. Um, <laughs> so we cut to a giant party where they're like announcing the merger, and and Marcus's friends are there, even though they don't work for the company, which I thought was real funny. That he's just like, they're here too. I invited them. I didn't necessarily think it was like a, a company only party. I thought they were announcing it and they were holding an event because they were announcing this change, right? Probably. Like an industry event. Yeah. Yeah. But they're like, you should quit. And he's like, I'm not going to quit. Like, but I am going to go hit on her, which I like, I don't know how he translated those in his mind. This is another time where what you're saying, Paige, about her looking like more the villain. Yeah. I thought that they were uh, making them parallel in terms of how they treat people in like sexual conquest. But I thought that they were kind of trying to make her a little bit above him. I mean, yeah. she is his yeah. boss. Well, she becomes his boss. But even when like it's like merging head to head, yeah. I feel like she's not necessarily like she was the same thing as him at this company. But Eloise, she was a little bit higher than like the authority that he had. Yeah, but they were both VPs of marketing. And then when her company acquired his 
because of the pecking order. Like the only reason he stayed is because he was so talented. He's like the Don Draper of this company, right? Yeah. This is Eddie Murphy as Don Draper yeah. is this whole movie. Yes. Yeah. She took the higher position because she was from the company that acquired his. Right. This is also where he meets Halle Berry's character, Angela, and they announce the new face of Lady Eloise, Strange. Which is just strange. Like, literally. It's, it's just it's strange. It's spelled strange, yeah. but pronounced Strange. But with uh, an accent. Yes, over the E. Did anyone wonder how they stayed upright in this helicopter ride? Yes. Okay, because, like, so the helicopter <laughs> drops a crate at, like, the end of the party. Yeah, they come in like they're delivering a raptor to Jurassic Park. Yes. No, it yes. reminded me of the greatest Call of Duty kill streak that's never been implemented in a video game. So the crate opens. I love that Paige just, like, glossed over that shit. She was like, I, uh-uh. I, I was like, I have nothing. I've never seen. I don't Think know. about this. You're on a map. It's eight versus eight. You're on a seven kill streak. You're like, okay, I got to call in the air support. A crate drops. Strange comes out with men <laughs> pulling her across the battlefield and it kills. I'd put my oh. money on Grace Jones to kill a bunch Hell of people. Absolutely. Yeah. She was a Bond girl. Yes. Yeah. So the crate drops, the crate opens. She is pulled out in like a devil horn chariot pulled by four white gimp horses. By the way, these are some of the only white people we see in the movie. And yeah. that made me laugh. Which is like, that's great. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there are other white people at this party, but this is like the first time you ever yes. see like white featured extras, right? And they're <laughs> right. pulling her you chariot. See, I was about to say, you see people like in the background at, at lunches yeah. and things, but, but yeah. yeah this is, as far as featured extras it's just gimps with ball gags pulling her devil chariot <laughs> and i say devil chariot because it's like black metal with multiple horns of different sizes no, like it's it a looks, throne from game of thrones it looks like it yes. came out of hell it was like it just like charioted up from the river sticks and strange yes, it's was like, like roman yes. sex goth yeah yes yes <laughs> sex goth yeah um, but it's also she is my favorite character in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they had a black woman in Metalocalypse, it would be strong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly. Yes. Oh my God. So the party continues and Angela talks to Eddie Murphy about like, Hey, I know you think Jacqueline's hot. Like, I get it. She's gorgeous. And they have this conversation about like being able to recognize when members of the other gender or sex are attractive, even if that's not what you're typically orient- oriented oh, toward. Oh, yeah. I did like that conversation a little bit. Well, my favorite is because she goes, you've never saw seen a guy on TV and been like, look at his shoulders. Yes. And I'm like, damn, I liked all of that. That's what I mean. I like that they had this conversation. Yeah. And I like that he picked Billy D. Williams. Good choice. Yeah. Yes. Because I was and, and and like still is. But yes, the epitome of cool. I feel like it was like somebody they picked that even homophobic black men watching this, the audience would have been like, uh, this conversation starting to make me feel weird. And they'd be like, oh, well, Billy D. Williams. What am I dead inside? Like it's Billy D. Williams. <laughs> but I mean, I, I've had this conversation a thousand times and I can be like, oh, yeah, that dude's super handsome. Like I like anybody. I mean, yeah, see but that. Todd, you'd fuck a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, I feel like you're like, oh, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. Who, who's your like number one of like a person who you're like, hey, I'm whatever I identify as, but that person can get it. I, I am as a straight white man. I can see like Ryan Reynolds is an attractive guy. Like he's funny. He's in shape. Like I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Pitt from Troy. 
Yes. yes. I mean, I, I'm a straight lady. That was not a surprise reaction yeah. for oh. me. But Chloe Sevigny is like the reason I knew I was like oh, mildly bisexual. This was a long time ago. This was like when top models were still getting praised for having oh. eyes far apart. Like now I think we're more into like, yeah. This is back when Chloe Sevigny was on Big Love then is what you're saying. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would have fucked everybody on Big Love. <laughs> Bill Paxton, 100%. Yes. I like yes. that Big Love is Michael's like, I'm down with this whole cast. Just realized it. I would have joined this family. I had to talk Mikey out of converting to Mormonism when that show was on. I was like, can't drink though. <laughs> No, I like going to parties where people are like super pretentious and weird and you're like, you seen the new Spider-Man movie? Anybody see that? And they're like... <laughs> That's okay. That is, yes, that is the level. And I do feel like even in this party, they do a thing with all of these marketing people where they are clearly all successful and well off and all this stuff, but everyone's still very like down to earth. Yeah. Uh, he follows Jacqueline up the stairs and she's like, hey, are you excited to be working with Strong Jay? Like she starts it out as a very professional work conversation. Yeah. And he immediately is like, no, I'm here to talk about us. And I'm like, there is no us. And I'm so annoyed with him in this scene that I started looking behind him because there's a very delicious looking gourmet food and preserve store with cheese and charcuterie. <laughs> and I was just like, where is that? I want to go to there. But she basically is like, I, I don't think we should date because we're work colleagues. I don't date people I work with. Uh, but she does like blow an eyelash off his face. Uh, and she's like, if I try to seduce you, if I decide to, you'll know it. Yeah. And so we cut to the next day at work. And this is where Chris Rock is like, how long do you bone the new executrix? That's yeah. what it is. Because <laughs> they have like a bet going in the uh, mailroom, I think. Right. Yeah. And he's like, so like a week. <laughs> well, because Eddie Murphy is like, um, we are work colleagues. He's like trying to play it off like he doesn't want to because she clearly doesn't want to. Right. 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 Uh, we cut to a board meeting where Stranger is testing out new fragrances. Yes. And she's like, I hate it. And they were like, well, it tested very well. And she's like, I want the essence of sex. Let me show you what I'm talking about. So she takes her thong off and puts it on the lab guy's face, which is sexual harassment. Not even yeah. puts it on. Drags, Drags it yes. across his face. His which I understand it's a movie, but this is one of those times in a movie where I was like, why would you just sit here and let this happen to you? But also, I think that's Desmond Tutu. Who is that scientist? I, I mean, I don't think it is Desmond Tutu. <laughs> but he look like pretty him. sure it's it looks, not. He looks like him. Desmond Tutu in an unaccredited role as man who gets panties shoved in face. My mom has a picture with him on her desk. And I was like, he looks like that guy in that picture with my mom. Isn't Desmond Tutu like... A Catholic bishop? He's like a dignitary. He's like a dignitary of some type or something. I don't know. His well, name is I'm Leonard the... Jackson. I mean, oh, he, the actor. He does okay. look like him. <laughs> See, thank you. They do look alike, though. That makes me feel better just because he really does look a little bit like Desmond Tutu. But I replayed <laughs> this scene multiple times because Stranger has on pants. They're tight. They're like opaque tights that you cannot see through and then a fishnet over them. So she at least has on two pairs of tights that she then had thongs on over, over yeah. like a workout outfit and then took them off. And that was the only reason I was like a little bit okay that they made very direct contact with that man's nasal passages. I don't even think I would like this in a relationship where they just like smell like this. You need to get out more, but, uh, <laughs> Paige, yes. 
Put the face in it. Uh, that's the other. That's the lyric after she gets her teeth fixed. Yeah, I got a bag and fix my teeth. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. We're making. We'll have a rap song for Paige by the end of this. We'll have sixteen bars. I'm so sorry. I just need trench coat and lingerie. I don't need that. Then have that lingerie shoved into my face. I mean, I respect yeah. that. I honestly have almost no sense of smell, so I'd be like, I don't smell anything. But can we have sex? Like, what are we doing? Like, Todd's just down for the action, which I don't know if it's better or worse. I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, now I'm understanding why you guys like there. Was that scene in I think it's the first Fifty Shades where he makes her take off her underwear in the restaurant and hand it to him that yeah. I feel like both of you thought was stupid and now it's making a lot of sense. Why no, do you think it's stupid? I was all, I've done that, Paige. <laughs> you took your underwear off no, and handed it to him. <laughs> no, but I have left a restaurant with a girl's underwear in my blazer pocket. Mm. We were at a work event. I, I think it's also very unique to the person you're being. Like the reason people yes, get off it is because it smells like you, it. like specifically yes, you. And so mass marketing that I think would probably be a little difficult, although many perfumes have pheromones in them, like specifically. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that's what Strange was getting at. Uh, And Lloyd stomps out and is like, Liz Taylor would never. And I was like, I'm sorry if Liz Taylor's white diamonds fragrance smells like her vagina deceased (laughs) (laughs) but also like having listened to a lot of podcasts about her life i wouldn't wouldn't put it past her (laughs) like if she told me i'd be like i sort of believe you (laughs) like of course it did you kinky bitch yes (laughs) so they continue the meeting and stranger gives off the names that she's been considering for her fragrance and they are because i wrote all them down of course you one wet spot (laughs) like right out there I do love it. She was like, no, I crossed that one out. Sorry. I crossed that one out. Which shows that she can self-edit, which is important. But doesn't do it enough. <laughs> no. Uh, love Puss Pig Puke, which I thought was a real, st- but it's it's a stranger choice, I guess. Yeah. Afterbirth and Steel Vagina. <laughs> and those are her options. And I love I it. I didn't hate Steel Vagina. I didn't hate it. I also love Puss. It was pretty fun, too. When they're like, Strange. Everyone loves Strange. And I was just like, but have we considered Love Puss, though? <laughs> like, <laughs> let's re-examine Wet Spot. And Could see. we have, like, a top three on the table and one of them be Love Puss? Let's do some A-B testing and see how Love Puss A-B tests versus Strange. We're going to do a short email blast yes so <laughs> nelson is at the table and every time she reads off a name he's just like yeah he has the like, best facial expressions in this scene this scene and when they're showing his commercial later on fuck he's so funny like he has woo! very few lines the rest of this movie but he's overacting over everybody in this movie very head and shoulders yeah he's he's chomping on that scenery it's amazing so they finish the meeting and Jacqueline's like we can't control her and Eddie Murphy's like why would you she's buck wild just let her get us press basically like let her be her weird self and it'll sell our shit which is true yeah um but this is where she brings up the meeting in New Orleans and he offers to basically have them do some of the catch-up work over dinner and so she comes to his house for dinner. He tries to play it off like it's casual, but he has fully done the whole like flowers, dinner, 
turned on the aquarium and the fireplace with a remote as big as an iPad. Not to like foreshadow where this night goes, but like he's putting on the full court press right here. He is. The 80s tech also just overall in this movie, I did enjoy when it popped up. <laughs> just when someone would use something, I'd be like, wow, that's huge. Katrina, when they're showing the commercial like later in the boardroom scene and like that thing slides to the side and it shows that oh, small ass square tube TV. that was like the shit though that that could even happen. I know. That was like, oh my God. Yes. But that was smaller than like one of my computer monitors upstairs now. Like that, it's yes, so that wild. is like yeah. the screen I'm watching y'all on yeah. now probably. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 They were like, holy shit, 27 inch TV? Some G shit. Y'all ain't ready. So he invites her in. He gets a bottle of champagne out of the fridge and as he's doing it, she ends up talking to Yvonne, the neighbor, and she's loving it. Like she is yes. having a blast. And this is where Yvonne's like, what, do you like my size? And this is when I started to like Robin too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I didn't know which way they were going to go with her and I was like, oh, is she going to be like down the earth and cool? Yeah. Like right. what's going on? That's what I, I thought they were going to be like, let's have a casual relationship. I do the same thing as you do. Your neighbor just proved it to me. Let's just <laughs> fuck for a while. Yeah, and like right. they catch feelings. That's what I totally thought the movie was going to yeah. be about. Right. Yeah, and this is where we get that you're the same size, it'll be doggy style, which I thought was hilarious that she has watched through the windows enough to be like, he's got to play. Oh, I thought she knew no. that because that's what he did with her. Yeah, I'm sure he did, yeah. but I, she's also his neighbor and has clearly tried to warn multiple women. I think she watches every time, which oh, you're probably right. I thought she was saying that specifically because she is scorned and comparing Robin to yeah. her. I think it's both. Yeah, like, there's I think no she reason is, it can't be both, Paige. Yeah. I think you're right. Right. Like, yeah, I, I, I just didn't both. think about that, but I think you're right. Well, and you're right in terms of this is probably around the time in the movie where I was like, does this woman have roommates that she hates? Why is she constantly in the backyard? Does she hear him come home and like come outside? Like, why is she always there? I think so. And I don't blame her because if I had a, <laughs> if I had a neighbor that was just a constant fuck fest and left their windows open, I'd watch that shit all the time. I'd just be like, it's good. You don't live next to Mikey then. I mean, I I'm here for the good, the bad and the weird. Like, yeah. I'm like I, I want to see somebody have awkward hookups and just be like, mm, and just like eat popcorn. Just Mikey getting thongs rubbed in his face. <laughs> and it's just, it's just Paige and me next door like, oh, he hates that. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to order wings? <laughs> this is why if you are initiating a casual relationship, you don't bring them back to your place. Well, they got to go somewhere. Yeah, their, their place. place. Okay, but then they're having to bring someone back to their place. Like, one of you has to bring someone back to your place. Yep. No, but I see what you're saying, Mikey, because that's what I was thinking with the first lady. That's why I thought he was trying to like move it to yeah. her to, like, to avoid the neighbor dinner at her house yeah i was like what uh -huh. are you doing anyway meanwhile we kind of intercut between his evening with jacqueline and david allen greer's evening with halle berry where they have kind of an awkward interaction where they clearly don't really hit it off but they're very sweet to each other and in a way we meet her through this kind of where we kind of see that she's into art. We learn about her house and like some of the stuff she does. She has an amazing cactus clock that I want. Um, <laughs> where it's just like a giant fake cactus that has a clock she in it. She has cool stuff. Yeah, she got she cool, cool shit. stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I thought this was going to be the romantic comedy B plot, which was their development. I thought so too. And I was, I was here for it. I was here for them to have like a slow burn into something, but that's not where it goes. 
Meanwhile, back at Eddie Murphy's place, Jacqueline is very specifically keeping it platonic and not romantic and doing everything in her power to do so, where it's like, oh, you cooked a nice dinner. Let's eat it in front of the TV and watch the game. Like she's making sure that this does not become sexual. It like she rebuffs all his romance. Do you think she's doing it on purpose or just not thinking about it? No, I think she's doing it on purpose. Oh, see, I thought she just was that into sports uninterested Mm -hmm. yeah that into the game and not interested in him where he was like oh yeah i came over for dinner oh yeah the game's on i would i thought that this was supposed to be showing how like self-centered she is as a person not like in a bad way but i thought that they wrote her even things that eddie does later with her i think that they were comically trying to make her straight up a man yes where you would go into a date and still think it's a date and not think it's a problem that you want to watch tv and or watch tv while you eat and stuff like that i thought that they were guying her i thought that was why eddie murphy just lays there later i thought that they were full-on as script writers making her what they think guys are and him what they think girls are where they like mm. he lays there and they talk about his ass and she's like I want to watch the game what's your problem I <laughs> thought that a lot of the things that she looks like a villain she was ignorant to like literally mm. I told you we're just fucking what are you freaking out about yeah. I thought they were making her like a void of the sensitivity here's where I think they changed that is at the end when once he's with Angela she specifically manipulates him to try and get back with him where she creates a scenario at that point i'm like no she knew the whole time she's been manipulating him the whole time oh so that makes you think that now she knows what she's doing also and i I, that's fair given her conversation before where she's like when i hit on you you'll know it i think that's her being like not oblivious she's not oblivious she's in control of the situation and this is her controlling that situation okay i feel like this is sort of the flip of that date before with the woman that he uh sort of tricked with the dog right yeah where he was in complete control of that and was just completely manipulating her and he's trying to do that in his place and even in his place she's like oh we're gonna do this here and yeah, yeah go get me a beer and because yeah. is this back and forth with Holly Berry where she has that gnarly ass Korean joke? Yes. Yep. Because it's it's literally right right here where they like they go to kiss goodnight at the end of the night and they're saying goodnight in a couple different languages and then she says something in Korean and then says that it translates to I'm sorry I shot you but I thought you were robbing my store yeah which is racist on many levels yeah. no like, it's a real reference to a murder that happened yes. in South Central yeah I mean racist like it's racist because I already when she does the Korean I was like oh god yeah. yes and then she does the joke and I was like oh, oh god, god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so we cut to the next day where he and Jacqueline don't sleep together. Halle Berry and David Allen Greer don't sleep together. It's a bunch of platonic dates. And we cut to the next day at lunch where they're both talking about their respective dates. And this is where we find out that David Allen Greer is divorced and his wife left him for a guardian angel because, yeah. quote, they do karate shit, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. I was dying. Just because they eventually so got disbanded for like, fucking people up too much yeah, with right their karate shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah, yeah. they so were too funny. good at their karate shit yeah for like beating the shit out of people on the trains and shit yeah. yeah so this is also where we find out that he has a low sperm count this is them in the gym 
for a scene that goes on for like five and a half minutes that could have been 30 seconds. Yeah. So much rowing. And yes, I agree. Like I was listening to the talk and I was like, why are they doing this for so long? Yeah. Well, and the, it's all for Eddie Murphy to say, you're the no pussy getting this talkingest cat I know, yep. which is a great line, but it didn't need the four minutes of backstory before. <laughs> yeah, we learn a lot about David Allen Greer's character. Like he's got low sperm count. His wife left him for a guardian angel. He has to like... wear breathable underwear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only reason I like that was showing that level of vulnerability in their male friendship that yes. black men would talk about their airy boxers and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and like make fun of each other but in a way that you're not legit ashamed of it i did i was like okay they're talking about this but i did feel like it went on for too long yeah i I didn't want to watch them row anymore they weren't doing it right i wondered about that yeah natalie my girlfriend's a personal trainer and she was like oh i bet they were all sore in weird places because they're doing this all wrong from just shooting that yeah well because all three of them are doing it in a different way Yeah, she's like you gotta keep your shoulders down like that's gonna hurt like you're doing it wrong yeah yeah just three different kinds of incorrect forms (laughs) yes Exactly. Uh, So we cut to the flight to New Orleans where he's sitting with Angela, Halle Berry, and she's kind of grilling him about Jacqueline. And this is where I started to get the sense that they were going to go the Halle Berry route because I think she's trying to suss out if it's going to last or if she has a chance. Uh, So we cut to a club in New Orleans where he's dancing with Jacqueline. And this, is, again, is a scene that goes on really long, but only needed to be 30 seconds. Okay, right. Paige, this is when I noticed this movie was long. Because I was like, we're changing locations? They're going to go to a whole thing and another, what? Yes. And it's already, this is an hour into this movie. And it, so it's only halfway through, and it just feels forever long. Yeah, sort of like this we're podcast episode. 23, 23 minutes yeah. into the recording. <laughs> Are we also having a problem with pacing? Yeah, I, I'll yep. fix it in post. <laughs> we're just going to just cut an hour off. Bro, I cut an hour out of every episode we record, at least an hour. That makes me feel better. It is wild that they take a 10 minute trip to New Orleans in this movie when this could have just happened like on a date one night or like they went out or whatever. Like they the runtime of this movie is unnecessarily long. Halle Berry's still like not a main character. You're like, no, she's not oh, a main that's character. Like a will they, won't she's still they. like trickling in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, at this point, she's dating his best friend. You know what they easily could have cut is Eddie's vinegar strokes. Yeah. Because I never needed to <laughs> yes. see that. Why do I watch Eddie full on come multiple times? I was oh into my it. God. No, I mean, I don't think you should cut that. Oh, yeah. also, at, at one point, someone describes, oh, I think it's Holly Berry on the plane. New Orleans is one of the most romantic cities on Earth. It's definitely not known for blackout drunking until 4 a.m. <laughs> I, first off, love that you called it drunking and not drinking. That is accurate <laughs> and awesome. I But I do think that um, she describes it as like a romantic city. I've never heard of it being a like romantic city. Paris it is or very something. jazz oriented. So she does talk about some things yes. that are New Orleans related, but some things that aren't. I was like, mm, they're not going to Paris. I like, feel like like Todd's the only person that could maybe think New Orleans is romantic because he can't smell it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, absolutely. Yeah. There's absolutely. beautiful things. I've been to New Orleans. I could smell it. Like it's that bad. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I did love the way New Orleans looked when they're dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're playing jazz music. Like, I actually bought that they could have been I listening to jazz in that club. Yeah. I liked everything that leads up to him laying it down, I liked. Yeah. Or I guess Robin laying it down. Yeah, Robin laying she it down. She rejects him on the dance. He's trying to dance close. She keeps pushing him back. Yes. 
And yeah. she gets mad. Yeah. She gets mad. Let's go. Let's go home. I've changed my mind. Come into my room. They do end up having sex back at the hotel, and it's presented as like this amazing experience. But it is a lot of him laying there, and we see way too much of his vinegar strokes. And we see his vinegar strokes every time they have sex. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Like the first time, I was already like. Could have hit the editing room floor. They could have showed the toes for a shorter amount of time, too. Yeah, because he he does check her toes and is like, her feet are perfect. No, no, no. no. His crunch up. His oh. crunch up of his Oh, yeah, feet. his crunchy toes in the next one, yeah. I do love it. This movie is clearly from that male perspective because we see him come, like, conservatively 15 times, and we never see a woman enjoy sex with him, but they're nope. always talking about how great in bed he is. Yep. That, to me, mm-hmm. is hilarious. But he's only great because of his butt? Do you not know how sex works, Katrina? <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of stuff are they doing sexually? Like, hang on. Like, I-, I don't know. But no, I agree because it was the same thing where I'm like, I guess if you're a butt person, it's nice to see somebody undress and see some sweet buns. But like, I mean. But we're not. They're not having sex and Robin's like. Yeah. <laughs> on, looking at his sweet tush. Yeah, and we do. You're, you're absolutely right. We see them have sex multiple times. We never see her come. We never see Halle, Halle Berry come. Yeah. None, none of, of that. that. And then we see his fucking vinegar strokes like 14 times. Yeah. It's funny that it's called boomerang because the one thing that does not come back around is an orgasm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so he does check her toes. They're perfect, which again is just him being superficial of like, this is what yes. makes her perfect, even though she's displayed that she's kind of manipulative and selfish. Like, even though he just said, I have to call my mother. Is that what oh, he does? That? He does. Cause he like, he comes and he's like, I gotta call my mom. And I'm like, if I have children, I hope they never call me for this. <laughs> Like, what is that supposed to refer to? Yeah, I don't like, even know. That was upsetting. I, I don't even know why you would need to. Why would you be thinking about your mom in that moment? Like, I, I yeah, I didn't like it at all. No, I think a better joke would be like, I need to journal about this. Dear diary, my vinegar strokes were extra expressive tonight. It's a shame women can't come. Talk tomorrow. <laughs> Talk tomorrow. Bye. Tomorrow. He just puts it under his pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he locks it with his little like key and then puts that back around his neck that he wears. Yeah, oh! yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I did it under my bed so my mom can't see it and hear about my vinegar strokes. We cut to them shopping the next day. This is where the the store uh, associates super oh, racist. Yes. Yeah, about yes. a jacket that no one should wear. <laughs> yeah, I was like thirteen hundred dollars. Get away from that jacket. It looks like a magic eye painting or a bad screensaver. <laughs> like it's the weird spiral nineties tooth. Yeah. Somebody probably would have bought that Some, jacket. Jamiroquai wore that jacket. And how if somebody said it was an ugly jacket, they would have said, do you have any idea how much this costs? Do you have any idea how much this costs? <laughs> do you have any idea how much I paid for these Z Cavarici jeans? <laughs> this jacket is literal virtual insanity. I have to own it. <laughs> <laughs> so they do talk about how white people have, quote, a natural fear of black people, which is a terrible thing but also i do like that they bark at that sales associate oh, i thought that that bark was the oh, best I mean, part implicit of it. racial bias it's like another word yeah. for it yeah I and mean, he is super racist to them like he deserves every bit of this oh, and more this yeah. guy is like I, I wish they could have barked at him more the most. <laughs> yeah it was bad uh so we cut to them planning out the art campaign with stranger and they're going to go to the caribbean to shoot it and Angela and Jacqueline are talking about it. And this is where we kind of find out that like he has a reputation. She tells Angela that they've slept together and that he's got a great ass or whatever. Yeah. 
He comes in, they excuse Angela, and he basically is like, awesome, like, let's fuck on your desk. And she's just like, no, we're not going to do this in the office. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. That's a fair boundary. I mean, even if you're dating someone, like, seriously at the office, you don't want to fuck at the office. Like, I mean, you do, but after everyone's gone. And so like Wait Paige have you done that? I have not I don't have an office We we have one of those open space offices Where it's just like pool, right. desk pools So like it would not work I have done that Mikey you too? Mm-hmm. Mikey is winking Oh he okay he verbally confirmed it Good 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 That carpet's too hard uh, Why would you do that when you have desks? <laughs> because I've got stuff on my desk That I need to keep track desks of Desks don't seem load bearing enough Oh yeah. they can handle my load Oh they are load bearing <laughs> <laughs> Mikey I love you so much right now That was amazing thank you thank you you. Uh, But anyway so he's like let's hook up and she's like Oh I'm not looking for something serious like are you Gonna be weird and he It's basically his own game turned back On him and he's like well I'm not Gonna wait by the phone but he does and She books time with him three weeks Out from now yes I love the montage of him waiting by the phone. I thought it was so funny. Yes. This was when I realized how charming Eddie Murphy is because I shouldn't have felt as bad for him as I did. Yeah. Two wrongs don't make a right. So you can still feel bad for people he hurt and him, I guess. Yeah. Because again, the only person we have physically seen that he hurts is Holly Berry. Dumb girl in the beginning... I don't think that she knew enough to be hurt. So we have to have no like visual. Have any follow up on her either. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, ignorance (laughs) is bliss. Um, But we cut to the date that he was supposed to go on with her and she stands him up. She doesn't make it to the concert they were supposed to go to. He's like calling about her flight. He wasted money on tickets. She shows. Oh yeah. Well, she shows up at his apartment after and he's like, This is inconsiderate. This is and she brings him a single rose. And you're just like, This is his own behavior returned to him. Yeah. Absolutely. And he still doesn't get it. But he's like, Well, fuck it, let's just bone because you have a trench coat with lingerie underneath it. I'll be honest with you, that does work. And they have sex again. We This is an even longer vinegar strokes shot. This is the longest one. I think this is the one where you see the toes. This is all, well, you see a bunch of vinegar strokes and then the toes. Yeah. Don't like it. Don't like, and this is the Not one where necessary. he says, I have to call my mother. <laughs> this one. Okay. okay. She leaves the $200 on the, the nightstand and leaves. I was like. I clapped. I did it, too, Paige. I laughed. And was, I was like slow clapping. I thought that it was, was hilarious. very funny. I, I wish that happened to me. <laughs> I mean, I had a guy once leave money for a plan B. <laughs> oh my God. Here, I left $37 oh on your nightstand. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, straight up on my, like, <laughs> I like came out and saw my kitchen table. I was like, oh my God. And I texted him, I was like, you didn't have to do that. And then he just, like, didn't answer that text. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he was like, maybe I didn't, but you do. Because that <laughs> nut got away from me. Oh, my, oh God. my God. That's so, so funny. funny. Katrina, I don't know you this well. I gotta stop talking like that. I, I'm so sorry. That's I'm so worse sorry. than Eddie Murphy stuff. I mean, that's that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See again, did not realize until you reacted that that was that yeah. bad. See, I would have just snuck out in Venmo. <laughs> just like a, the big X emoji and baby. <laughs> oh. oh no! Oh no! But yeah, I have heard of that happening. So we cut to them out to dinner the next night with Stranger, and Stranger doesn't really want to go to the Caribbean. They're trying to like convince her, and Jacqueline goes to the bathroom, and as soon as she does, Stranger is just like, "So when are you and I gonna fuck?" Because Jacqueline says that you're amazing. So like. Let me get at that. What that dick do. And she does the whole speech of like, you're not going to turn down a pussy like this. No man can turn down this pussy. And she's got her skirt up 
and her legs up like everyone can see her situation situation her downstairs yeah her downstairs <laughs> they can see up inside her her and eartha kit share the same ideals about panties and that they should yes. not be worn specifically around eddie murphy but eartha just lets people know <laughs> yeah. i i didn't one point wonder if they paid eartha per per because <laughs> there's a lot of them you just hear her voiceover after oh. a while yes yeah but i feel like strong j goes straight obgyn with it yeah like, yeah yeah She's like, where's the stirrups? I need to make a point. She believes in the theory yes. of show, don't tell. Yeah. <laughs> but she's showing and tell. Oh, she's doing both. Yeah. She's she's a little extra, but yeah. Showing and screaming in a restaurant. <laughs> demanding sex from him and accuses him of, of being gay. And that's why he's not into her, you know, displaying her nethers to a whole restaurant. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I am gay. And she's like, no, you're not. You just don't want to fuck me. And then she outs like three people in the restaurant. Like, which was also funny. The one guy going, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he like looks at like who I would assume is his wife. Wife and it's like no i'm not i'm not I, uh, yeah yeah she's just randomly accusing people and then she just like stomps off and jacqueline has to kind of like smooth it over but she says to eddie murphy she's like what happened and he's like well she wanted me to sleep with her and i don't sleep with people for business like don't expect that of me and yeah. she's like well you did it for lady eloise and he's just like no i didn't who said like he just completely <laughs> just still trying it. to stick to that very not working lie yep but Jacqueline basically goes to the limo and is like Strange either you go to the shoot or I sue you and take your money because you're in breach of contract and she's like okay fine see you tomorrow so they have like a fight where she's like I don't feel well and he's like don't touch me it's not it, like I no one should be treating me that way and I was like oh funny you should mention that because women shouldn't be treated that way <laughs> funny right? asshole exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they end up breaking up and this is where he comes in the next day where Chris Rock is like hey she's telling ever like you broke up with her and the whole office knows about it and in part because Jacqueline has told the whole office and all those girls that said hi to Eddie Murphy when he first came into the office who I assume he had kind of made his way through and made the rounds in that stand or we're like courting and yeah they're all now comparing notes with Jacqueline yes and he's kind of on the outs and he it becomes like the rumor about him this is like the flip side of the very first scene we see him walking through the lobby and he like owns the place and you know now everyone's laughing exactly yeah well and it also reminded me of scenes in like Mad Men wherever one of the girls would be like pressured into sleeping with somebody basically and then they come to the office the next day and everybody knows and it's like Right. And that's what I figured I felt like they were trying to do with Strange also was just this full switch women doing what we think men do, which is tell everyone the second you sleep with someone mm-hmm. and then that person also mm-hmm. not having the boundaries to not also want to sleep with you to like just think that you can be passed around that yeah. way. Yeah. Which I do feel like is kind of an off perspective because you can I mean, not like there aren't women like that. but I'm like, sure there are, but I would say that's not normal. <laughs> even that's yeah. what I'm saying. Even when Holly Berry earlier, when she's doing her little like detective work and she's talking to her about hooking up with him i was like i feel like she would be reacting differently to this yes i feel like she wouldn't be so happy about this because i've had like girls be like oh i want to hook up with that guy because i heard that his like dick is bonkers and i actually had a crush on that guy and i was like stop trying to fuck people for no reason yeah yeah, yeah leave yeah, that yeah. corkscrew dick alone it's mine <laughs> like, <laughs> like that dude's in my upline you can't have him <laughs> dude's in my upline. exactly <laughs> i don't care if he's in your downline he's in my upline right um, exactly 
we cut to the art department with Angela where she's trying to get the storyboard for the Stranger spots and he tells Nelson just shoot whatever you want to shoot <laughs> like you already know Yo. about the bananas and the cherries and you're gonna just be like you have free reign oh yeah because he's sad right yeah does okay do you think he does that to get back at her because he's mad I or because he's sad okay okay I think he's trying to sabotage shit. Yeah, because Angela goes to Jacqueline and is like, hey, could you maybe ease up on him? Because it's affecting his work performance. Yeah. And I think Jacqueline has the correct response of like, I'm not doing anything to him. Yeah. And it seems like you're taking this personally, basically. I mean, I would only argue that at that point, Jacqueline is doing something to him. Yeah. And I'm only saying that because Jacqueline just met him. She doesn't know that he's a dog. She's treating him the way she would treat anyone. I think she does know, though, because I think everyone else knows that he's a dog and there's no way she hasn't heard about it. I mean, heard about it at this point. But when she yeah. I guess in the elevator, she knows him just like any other dude that would try too hard hitting on you and you're a playboy. But she does have parts of like, at the very least, insensitivity to her and doesn't make you like a villain. But I think think also would make you look away to someone who has a crush on someone i mean yes i understand angela doing this and and asking to do this but i also feel like from jacqueline's perspective she just broke up with him and she's talking about it with people right that's all she's done and he's absolutely done the same to other people and so i feel like Angela doesn't have that context. And so she interprets it as her doing something. But this was one of those moments for me where I'm like, is she doing something or is this movie putting more weight on her doing the exact same action that he did? So we cut to the meeting where we get to see the commercial that Nelson shot. And holy hell. <laughs> to see this much of Strange and still be shocked by a commercial is really saying something. But I was oh, but yes. I was shocked though, yes. Katrina. Like, exactly. It was, That's what wow. I was saying. I watched it and I was like, oh my God. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like full nude jungle horror madness. Yeah. She like gives birth to the fragrance. You definitely and, see her nip and then kisses it. She and her butts and, and she kisses it. Yeah. I just had and she's wearing like antlers and all kinds of shit. She's wearing like a twig skirt. Like it's nuts. The whole thing is nuts. It it reminded me of Ernest Scared Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But when it cuts back to Nelson and he's watching it like, oh, this is autist. I love it so much. Like his reaction shots to the commercial are the best. He loves it. And honestly, I do too. If I saw that commercial, I'd just be like, what the fuck is this perfume? I need to smell it right now. I got to go smell Strong J's puss. Like, what is the <laughs> yeah. sense that this commercial makes any kind of sense? And I love that it's Strong J. It stinks so good. <laughs> like, Honestly, it should have been get that stank on you. Ooh, put some stank on it. Like yeah. stank being in there. Don't birth things and then put stank across the screen. How about that? Yeah. So... They have a meeting after where they're going to fire Eddie Murphy. She talks him out of it, but he has to take some time off. So during that time off, he goes with Angela to the paint class where she teaches art to children and they bring in their collages. And my favorite was the first little like, hello, my Nubian sister. Asalaamu Alaikum. I was like that. And he is definitely a a little boy that plays that little boy in other things like he is he somehow became typecast as an adorable like baby hotep yes and (laughs) he's like multiple things like that in the 90s i feel like yeah yes um i also really like i mean now eddie murphy's kind of making fun of the kids as they do their collages but i liked the next collage where she's like there's the sun and the rain and the hole in the ozone and this is my house she has the 
perfect attitude also. Well, because Eddie Murphy's like, well, them fish on the floor are going to die. And she's like, it doesn't have to make sense to so you. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> but that felt like kind of an improv. Like, I didn't yeah, know how I'd much that. of that wasn't just, yeah. There, there's a bunch of improv in this movie. But again, the scene is too long. I was about to say, the only thing is that they actually come back. Yeah. Is maybe why they spend so much time on them. Well, these kids do come back because he uses them to emotionally manipulate Halle Berry into coming back into his life. Right. Yeah, I do love that he does that. He takes them all the way to her new apartment and then it's like, all right, cool. You got me in the door. Fuck off, kids. Find your own way home. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of wish that they was just like the girl being like, we need cat fare. And he just like closes the door. (laughs) So we cut to Angela has an idea for the Stranger ad and it ends up being kind of a collage of footage that they have of Stranger. Yeah. But we cut to them in the editing room and they're going through some of the footage and they're like, is that a nipple or a shadow? Enhance. It's a nipple. (laughs) I love how the guy who's doing the enhancing is like, it's a nipple because I'm drooling. Also made me be like, wait, what? We're just gonna cut from this guy. This guy needs to be reported, but we're moving on. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, at this company, that guy's tame. You're right. For sure. We cut to Thanksgiving at Marcus's house, Uh where we have like a 20-minute Thanksgiving interlude in the middle of this movie and a whole 10-minute scene (laughs) about coordinating your mushroom outfits. This is a famous scene that everyone knows about there's like ads based on it like john yep. witherspoon coordinating like i <laughs> yes. woke up I, w- I was getting ready for bed the other night and i had a bunch of stuff on that my mommy got me for christmas and i sent her a picture that just said i got on my mom's sleep socks i got on my mom's sleep pants and she knew exactly what i was doing like you can just say <laughs> yep. any arrangement of things and people know that you're talking about coordinate and his parents, I do like that David Allen Greer has super fun parents and he's boring. I do. Like all the balances are on point. Yes. I feel like yeah. <laughs> yes. And I love that like they're talking about Marcus's breakup and then they end up having sex in the bathroom. Like yes. it's it's real Jeff Goldblum vinegar strokes energy up in this Thanksgiving. It's oh wild. I love the shot of them coming out of the bathroom and it's just yes. like David Allen Greer. And he puts the mushroom jacket on inside out yeah and then they walk by and david allen greer and eddie murphy just look at each other and like for like i don't know a good 10 seconds and then eddie murphy just goes in and hugs him i thought yeah i I thought that was so funny it was so good but again in terms of editing we have a whole holiday in here yeah yeah for for what to establish that david allen greer and holly berry aren't a couple right like what is besides john witherspoon and them not being a couple what is this for And there's only 20 minutes left in the movie. So like we spent all this time, we spent as much time at this Thanksgiving as we will basically spend in the rest of the movie building a love story yeah. because wow. he and Halle Berry aren't even together yet. Paige, the first like hour and 40 minutes of this movie are boom. And like the last 20 minutes are the orang part of it. It's wild. That's funny. So everyone leaves and Angela stays to help Marcus with the dishes And they end up sitting on the couch watching Star Trek after because they're super tired. Yeah. And he does accurately describe who dies on every Star Trek mission. That is 100% true. There's actually a great book called Red Shirts by John Scalise where they figure it out. Yep. I love that fucking book. My favorite is in Galaxy Quest where they do it. And he's like, I'm just crew member number four. Like, (laughs) I'm never going to survive. What's your your real name? Guy. Guy. I fucking love that. (laughs) Galaxy Quest is the best. Yes. But they talk about James Tiberius Kirk and Spock Jenkins. Um, But they end up kissing and cuddled and... 
then we fade to black. We don't see them have sex. Right. We only find out about it later. Uh, we see the new Stranger commercial, which is definitely better. Well, better air quotes than the other one. It's yeah. boring compared to the other one. It's more arable. I think you still see a nipple in it, though. You 100% still so see a nipple. I backed up and paused it. <laughs> <laughs> so they like the commercial and the new copy that is just do something crazy instead of it stinks too good. So we cut to he's playing pool with his friends. And this is where we get Martin Lawrence's ideas about Theory. about pool being about racial white dominance. And here it it kind of makes sense it does, yeah. until he's like, then this is the flat earth. And you're like, well, wait a second. <laughs> like, you had on. me until flat earth, right? Yeah. He had me until flat earth. Which is also funny for him to finally make sense. And then like yes. he immediately pulls it back to be yeah. like, nope, you're insane. Nope. <laughs> uh, he goes to get more beers, which leaves David Allen Greer and Eddie, Eddie Murphy to talk about Angela. And David Allen Greer's like, I don't, I, I like Angela as a friend. It's not going anywhere. But he's mad at Eddie Murphy for pursuing her because he feels like he's not going to treat her right. And he's going right. to just abandon her. Right. Because he likes her as a person. Yeah. I really did like that David Allen Greer did seem mad because, or maybe more so because he knew he was going to treat her bad and she deserves better. Yep. Unless yeah. that he wanted to be with her. Right. Because they are just friends. I don't think it's about claim yeah. as much as I think he cares about her as as a friend and yes. doesn't want her to get hurt. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Which I, I really liked. Um, and as they're having that conversation, Martin Lawrence comes back to the table and he has not stopped talking since he left. <laughs> so when he comes back, he comes back mid-sentence. He's like, see, when we rise as a people. And I was just like, who was he talking to? <laughs> I loved that. I love Martin Lawrence in this movie. He's so great. But you're right. He is pretty much like a conspiratorial version of his character in Martin. Yes. Which is probably <laughs> just him as a person. <laughs> probably. We cut to back at Marcus's house. He and Angela are kind of relaxing. She's been painting. He's in the shower. She gets him out to show him her new paintings, which I really like. Those paintings are cool as They're shit. Cool. Oh, yeah. 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 And the phone rings and it's Jacqueline. And he gets to present the commercial. And Angela's not super on board that Jacqueline's kind of getting involved that way. Well, I think she knows Jacqueline's like triggers and what Jacqueline's going to do. Like she can tell. And because Jacqueline saw Halle Berry and Eddie Murphy, like being sort of canoodly in the meeting where they first presented. I think she didn't like that either. Yeah. 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 And that's what got Jacqueline jealous. And so Halle Berry sort of knows what's coming. I think. I think so too. Yeah. Unlike when I showed my feet on the webcam, Oh she knows God. what's about to happen. <laughs> How could you not know what was coming with that? It's not like it's the first time we've seen your feet. They definitely introduced Demon Knight a couple weeks ago. But like, <laughs> so we cut to the board meeting and they're basically putting everyone back on the elevator. And it's the French board from Paris and they love the spot, clearly. Oh, yeah. And Jacqueline is complimenting Marcus and she kind of roasts him a little bit of like, you're incredibly talented and I thank you. Lady Eloise thanks you. And I'm pretty sure Stranger wants to thank you. And he's like, yeah, ha ha. She wants to thank my brains out. <laughs> yeah. She, <laughs> says, she says, it's nice to have the old Marcus back. I was worried. And she turns the lights out. And then she negs him where she's like, you seemed desperate and unsure of yourself, but look at you now. Yeah. Then turns the lights out again, and then we cut to him sneaking back into bed with Angela. 
And as he does, her eyes open because she knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did love, if you listen to the music in that scene where he's sneaking back in the bed, it's like a sneaky saxophone. And then it ends on like a, a regular like walk down to the note that the key mm-hmm. of the music is in. And then she opens her eyes and it goes, <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> like it's the trailer for Inception. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. But he left money on her dresser so there won't be an Inception. <laughs> I was really mad that her speech worked on him though oh Me too. Yes. yeah same like while when she started talking i was waiting for him to like big mistake huge her and i was just yeah. like are you fucking kidding me dude i was so disappointed in this that would have been character growth yep that would have been character growth i would have been here for yeah, it agreed but he doesn't um but he says when angela confronts him the next morning he says that he went for a walk to sort things out and she said so you're still in love with Jacqueline?" and he said well i saw her and stuff happened and sometimes you can't control things like that and i'm like you can and and she makes a very good argument of what do you know about love and and he she's like you treat love like it's something that you just catch like a disease and there's nothing you can do about it love should have brought your ass home last night I love this speech but she's a thousand percent right no I mean come on guys do you want to go home to your plane girlfriend Holly Berry (laughs) just your ho-hum Holly Berry the girl next door Holly Berry she could just be a cashier at Walgreens kind of woman (laughs) I mean Robin Givens is gorgeous too but like it's Holly Berry guys it's Holly Berry I'd have been on the elevator with the French like board I'd have been like yeah we all gotta go I gotta get home like she had to go no makeup no lipstick or like visible makeup for a whole movie yeah just basically borderline believable it's not even yeah. it's not and it's She's not like, they right. put her in these big flowing big, you know like that's Halle Berry exactly you're still Holly Berry in a burlap sack yeah. you're fooling yeah. no one like yep. I'm like you look that you make that burlap sack look like so good <laughs> I do love that she just immediately breaks up with him where she's just yeah. like, yes. I deserve better. I don't care about your shit. Get the fuck out of my life. I'm out. And not like it's so great, but I did like that. He didn't lie to her. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I don't, not like it would have lasted long, but he didn't know that. Yeah. Now this is also where he walks out and the neighbor tries to console him about it. And she's got the rant, one curler and then another yeah. curler over here. I love it, Juan. She's so funny. She is very funny. <laughs> she's just, well, jump out the balcony then. Then we cut to him at Jacqueline's where it looks like they're about to have sex. And he's like, I can't do this. I got to go. I'm in love with somebody. And she's like, Angela. And she says, if you're in love with her, then why are you here? And he says, exactly. And then he comes home and yeah. finds a note from her that she's picked up all her stuff. So, yeah, it's not a flashback. He definitely yes. he cheated on her. It's a bummer. We cut to Martin Lawrence's house where he basically engineers it so David Allen Greer and Eddie Murphy can hug it out and oh, let yes, bygones yes. be bygones. Oh, my gosh. When he's deep frying, I don't know what. <laughs> I think it's chicken, but it's a very small deep fryer. Yeah. That's what, but also a the oil is comical in this it's scene because there's the brim. There yes. are shots where people are talking and you see it popping up 
out of the bottom of the shot. Like, it's, yes. whatever that is, is so comically high to be greased. It's so nuts. And then does his bag, the bottom of his bag yes. drops out? And that was what I was like, oh, you're frying That's what something and it shaking was chicken, it up. Is uh-huh, because the same. paper bag fried chicken, yeah. yeah. So he does find out from David Allen Greer that Angela changed jobs. She left and got promoted to creative director. Yeah. And they all hug it out. The lights in the Empire State Building come out. They come on, yeah. They come on, yeah. And that's the, uh, I guess, the conclusion of the shot before when him and Robin Givens like break up and call it off. That light goes out. So now it comes mm. back on. I like that a lot. I oh, thought that was really cool. Yeah. I only oh. saw the second one. Yeah. Okay. So the, the first time it happens was when him and Robin Gibbons break up. And that's when he starts like being sad and like his work isn't going great. And that's when his little light went yeah. out. I love and then overt his shit like that. turned it back on. Yep. I'll fucking bite you. (laughs) (laughs) I I liked it a lot. That's pretty cute. So uh, we cut to Angela's office. The kids come to visit her and we find out that she's had this new job for four months and two weeks. So she and Eddie Murphy have been broken up for all like almost five months at this point. Yeah. And she's like, hey, I kind of had to start looking out for me. And they're like, well, our new teacher brought us. And it's Eddie Murphy who has used these children to manipulate her. And she does not let him get off easy necessarily where she's like, you fucked all of it up. You should have thought about that shit before you fuck shit up. And then his apology is dog shit. Yeah, it <laughs> where is he's pretty like, bad. I miss you. I never missed anyone. And I miss you. And then she's like, I deserve better. And I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> and he's like, what about me, though? Well, yeah, it's, it's basically what about me, though? And and he's like, why are you being so cold? And I'm like, because you hurt her. Like, yeah. you cheated on her. You fucking asshole. This is what made me feel like he still hadn't learned. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because he's like waiting for his, you know, what yeah. he feels is deserved of him and i was like you still don't fully get this you don't get it you think your stunt with the kids did more than you know what i mean yeah well and he's like she's like give me one reason i should take you back and she's like and he doesn't say anything she's like i didn't think you could and he's like well you still love me then she turns and is like yes and i'm scared but i'm just like no like and and why didn't he have anything to say i don't know why was that such a thing when she was like i knew it i was like why did you know it i would have waited for him to maybe say something right he says nothing he just stares it couldn't even be like you're the only one that i can watch star trek with you're the only one that understands this you're so creative you're so like a million and a half things right that it could have been he just says he can't breathe without her yeah too bad getting which is very abstract as a marketer it's like never believe anything that a marketer tells you in the thralls of an emotion that could also be copy because that is just our knee-jerk reaction of how we describe everything it is not as poignant as you think it is it's like the stuff i say that means the most sounds way less like you're my moon and stars than the stuff that he said that's like his default at this point yeah honestly never trust a marketer and anything in general <laughs> like don't trust the fae yeah. don't trust a marketer yeah. yeah same thing yeah they all take you to worlds that don't exist <laughs> <laughs> and we cut to them walking down the sidewalk together and she kind of roasts him for looking at another girl on the sidewalk well another roast him she's like you better not look at her yeah she and drops he- the f-word yeah. I'll fucking cut your head off. And I was like, whoa. Well, and then he's like, I wasn't looking at her. I was looking at that mother too. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is the start of something really probably unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then he threatens her. He's like, you got to watch out. You may end up like her. There ain't no man in that picture. 
<laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. And, and that's, that's the movie. That's the movie. Yeah. Do I get to do it too? Yeah. 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 You, do, you, do. you guys think they're still together? No. God, I hope not no. for her sake. I. Oh, okay. Instead of how, if they're still together, because we all agree they're not, how long do you think they stayed together? A few months. How long do you think they made it before? Yeah, cheated yeah. on her. Or yeah, something. a few months. Okay, yes, that's what I wanted to know. They're yeah. like, our company's hiring an uh, HR director, and they're like, oh no, oh, fuck, I'm fired. I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah. Well, I thought you were just gonna say they hired a new woman, and oh. she was gonna be like, oh no. <laughs> I think Eartha Kitt gets back in the picture. Yeah, yeah. She takes back over the company, and then it gets real dark. Yeah. Just no context. The movie pans out, and you just see Eartha Kitt come in and do one last purr. That would have been great. <laughs> like she's just Looks like lurking like from the shadows. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so having seen the movie, haven't talked about the movie. What do you guys think about Boomerang? It has some really funny pieces yeah. of it. I think I struggle to like it as a whole, but there are some scenes in it that are just iconic and hilarious. Yeah, when you said it felt a little sketchy, like there are sketches in this movie, I feel like yes. some of the sketches are great and very watchable, and then the rest of the movie, like the movie as a whole isn't great and super watchable, but I would watch the movie again because... Some of the sketches are the really sketches good. Are fun. Yeah, they're really funny. I feel the same way about this that I feel about a bunch of Judd Apatow movies where you could cut a half hour out of yes. them and it'd be a better movie. That's very valid. I liked it. I think it tried to say some interesting things from a male perspective, but I think it, it it fails with the times, I think. I think that thinks it's progressive and then like you're not looking ahead enough. And probably was in 92, but now it's not at all. It's like, we don't even need a dowry to, to marry this woman. <laughs> Subculturally, I think that what you're saying about it, thinking it's more progressive than it is, or the way it reads now, yeah. is possibly also indicative of black culture and what looks like the discussions that people were having being things that people weren't talk about and maybe all of mainstream being in a different version of that conversation, not like literally behind or anything, but just yeah. having different language around oh, certain yeah. things and things like that, that I would be like, oh, I absolutely know people that have in the past or whatever. And it being like, oh yeah, they made a movie where people were just talking like that. I think it's representation. It's still very, very progressive, but oh, I yeah. think romantic comedies in general are just fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, fair absolutely. Too. That's yes. true. <laughs> like representation wise. Yeah. Like that's still progressive now of like black owned businesses and things, but they should probably still have an HR department. <laughs> Absolutely. They needed one. I feel like even when Paige Amelie started pointing out plot flaws that I was like, Oh yeah, that is valid. And I was just too excited about all the other things happening to notice. Yeah. I think I was distracted from the flaws in this movie the first time. Mm -hmm. but easy I would easy to have for that to happen. Cause like, well, then when you talk about something for four hours, it's easy to really <laughs> learn the flaws and focus on them. Oh God, this is a really long recording. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, some fun facts. Yes. Yeah. So hit us with your fun facts. Boomerang. Fun, fun facts. facts. So I don't have a ton of financial fun facts purely because their jobs would allow them to afford those houses even in New York at the time. So everything's pretty aligned. They would have been making somewhere between 100 to 200 thousand dollars 
annually. Um, and then if you adjust that for inflation, it's almost $400,000 a year. Yeah. And because when you think about it, these cosmetics companies are portrayed as huge. This is like L'Oreal. They're a global organization. Yeah. Yeah. And their board is in France. Yeah. The board is in France and they're the heads of marketing. Yeah. So like they're making fucking bank. Yeah. They can afford everything in this movie. And we don't see a lot of stuff outside that, if that makes sense. I do know that some of Eddie Murphy's suits were thousands of dollars each, but I would expect that of an executive of that yeah. stature. Um, now, John Witherspoon scenes about coordinating were added after filming had wrapped. Oh. At Eddie Murphy's request, he demanded that they be added to the film. Witherspoon picked his outfit himself I love and it. completely improvised his lines. Oh my God. He's so great. Yeah. That is amazing. Also, they shot so much movie and then added that. Yeah. Oh, they shot whole plot lines that got cut out. Of this oh movie. My, it's like an epic. It's like Annie yes. Hall. That's or what some I was about to say. Was it supposed to be more than one movie? Why were they even trying to make this one movie? I don't even know. Halle Berry's the only actress who auditioned for the part of Angela. She was the first person they saw and they cast her immediately. She after. was just plain enough. Yeah. They were like, man, you are just bland enough to get this role perfect. Yeah, right. They were like, get yeah. this fine broad on set. I want to look at her every day. <laughs> On the flip side, the studio tried to make them cast someone different than Robin Givens because of what was happening with her in the news at the time. Uh, she was married to Mike Tyson and the media mm. had branded her a gold digger. What? Now, at, mm. yes, because they didn't realize at the time that she was in a horrifyingly abusive relationship with Mike Tyson and is fully a victim. That poor woman, the media treated her terribly. Um, well, even after the fact, they still kind of treat her that way because she yes. does doesn't come off that great on camera as herself. She comes off cold as hell and it made people very easily like. It made people like, not like her. And yes. Because at the time, people didn't have the understanding that it's like anyone can be victimized. And just because she doesn't appear the way that you have victims, you know, depicted in your head. Like how they blame parents for not being sad enough on the news. Like that kind yes, of thing they did with of, her. That's insane. She was legitimately borderline tortured. Like right now we're in a renaissance of like people getting biopics and documentaries that kind of reclaims the media narrative from this time. Like uh, we've, you know, found out a lot more about the reality of what it was like to be Monica Lewinsky, but also Janet mm. Jackson at the Super Bowl. Um, I've been watching Pam and Tommy. Like yeah. I hope Robin Givens gets one of these because holy shit, did the media treat her terrible? I was just like, Ugh. I had no idea any of that happened, but just because I wasn't, I mean, I was alive at the time, but like, I wasn't yeah. like, we're like paying children. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention to what was going on. Bro, with I was like, Mike a Tyson. movie about love. Ugh. Yeah. Where are my GI Joes? Exactly. They pushed back against the studio and were like, that's exactly why we should cast her because people could buy her as cold and controlling. Yeah. Which is like Oof. dark. Uh, the other person they considered was Vanessa Williams. Ooh, I can see that. I mean, Vanessa Williams would have been great too. She's great, but like, I think Robin does a great job in this. Um, she just waited till Ugly Betty to get hers because yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Boomerang is noteworthy for being the most expensive movie with an all black cast at the time. I I do believe we have surpassed this potentially now, but 
I don't want to give away box office information, but it does triple that budget in returns. And I wondered if people saw this in movie theaters because we're too little to know. Okay. Yeah. So Eartha Kitt was reluctant to take the role of Lady Eloise because she found her lines offensive and ageist and made them delete them from the script. Oh, what was she supposed to be like? I don't know. They probably talked mad shit about her, I bet. I bet they did. And I bet I bet it was a lot more like even the part about turning the lights out darker. I really didn't like because it's Eartha fucking Kit. Show some respect. But, right. Uh, if they know. were going to. Yeah. Don't cast Eartha Kit. The scene where Halle Berry slaps Eddie Murphy is real. She actually hit him. Woo! I feel yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the scene where they hug in front of the Empire State Building was actually shot at two in the morning when the tower lights shut off. And then they reversed the footage to make it appear that the lights turned on. Awesome. So that's oh, why they, they hold that hug cool. a little bit longer. Um, but it's because it would have cost an extra $60,000 for them to turn the lights on for the shot. Jesus, that's crazy. They strategied <laughs> to get it at that the right time. That is so smart. Yep. Uh, the shot of Stranger walking naked through an airport was actually part of an alternate plot line where Stranger would just like be naked in public and it was a PR issue. Uh-huh. And it originally took place within the film, but then they cut that plot line. So they cut it together to make that perfume commercial. Really awesome. Okay. Um, uh, Reginald Hudland, the director, and he also contributed some to the script, based Marcus's obsession with women's feet on a friend of his who would not date a woman if he didn't like her back teeth. Who sees the back teeth? Those aren't even the ones in the front. Was he a dentist? I don't They're know. They're still important. The back teeth are important. <laughs> of course, Mikey's on their side. That's amazing. Okay. The back teeth are important for certain things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, either battery's a serial killer. Yeah. Because they're good to keep and dip in gold. I like to collect back teeth. <laughs> Like what? The entire cast rehearsed for two weeks before filming started. And Eddie Murphy told the director that he had never rehearsed since his time on Saturday Night Live. And he figured he should probably do it for all of his movies from then on. So that explains a little bit of why some of his other movies are not as cohesive. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Um, It really does. Around the end of production, they had to do a bunch of reshoots. And so they did them in Washington, D.C. instead because Eddie Murphy was also shooting Distinguished Gentleman at the time. I love that movie. I'm sorry. Unapologetically love that movie. Is that where he gets elected to Congress? Yeah, because he has the same name as a former candidate who passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not that far. So wait, they just first presidented him? Because <laughs> yeah, like Chris Ross. <laughs> yes. yeah. Wait a minute. Okay. If you remember when they did Avengers reshoots and had to make like a face plate over Chris Evans's beard or when they've had to like Photoshop mustaches back on Henry Cavill. They didn't have that technology at the time, so they had to be very strategic about the angles that they shot Eddie Murphy at because he was supposed to look different for Distinguished Gentleman than he does in this film, just slightly with hair stuff. But sometimes you can kind of see where it's maybe not exact. Um, So... The man who was the cinematographer of this film, Woody Omens, was demanded by Eddie Murphy, who had previously worked with him on Harlem Nights, which was 1989, which they did not rehearse for, and it shows. But that's another movie that has some really fucking hilarious pieces in it, and just it doesn't coalesce into a whole story well. I mean, it has one. It's just not great. John Witherspoon plays a character who says bang, bang, bang when referring to sex. He actually says the same exact thing in Vampire in Brooklyn, 
which was 1995, so right after this. So he just like and he does it in the Wayans brothers and he does as it in their the thing. He, that's his like callback all the time when yep. he's giving them advice. Bang 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 bang. Because I saw him do that and I was like, is this the first time he bang 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 bang? This is I'm one of the first times mind. it's on screen. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's it just, so funny. It ends up in a bunch of other things, and Eddie Murphy puts him in like everything after this. Always. And again, he opens Vampire in Brooklyn by saying "Ahoy, motherfucker," and it's one of the best things it. on on screen yeah. and those are your fun facts well thank you for those fun facts Paige let's talk some box office so Paige did mention this was a very expensive uh, movie for the time so any guesses and Paige I'm sure you're gonna have to recuse yourself I'm gonna recuse myself Katrina and Mikey what do you think the production budget was for Boomerang oh. 15 I say 15 I was gonna say 25 okay it was actually 42 million dollars <laughs> so if you adjust that for inflation Whoa. yeah if you adjust that for inflation that's 84.1 million dollars today but again in 91 or 92 uh it was 42 million dollar budget is that just to go to new orleans and stuff and i guess they're in a big building but like i don't even think they went to new orleans i think either. they just used a building they didn't yeah. have to yeah, yeah. what because all of new orleans is like internal shots right um okay so this movie did come out in 92. It came out July 3rd, 1992, and it was number three in the theaters. It got beat by Batman Returns nice. and A League of Their Own. That was number two that week. Boomerang was number three. Sister Act was number four, or as I like to call it, Nundercover. Yes. And uh, Unlawful Entry was number five that week. I don't know what Unlawful Entry Yeah, that's the only one of those five movies I don't know. Um, but those four are All of those are heavy hitters. Heavy hitters, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think Boomerang brought in and it's first weekend out. I'll say 20 million. All right, Mikey, what do you say? 30, 32. All right. It made $13.6 million in its opening <laughs> okay. weekend. Now, if you adjust for inflation, that's 27.3. But again, in 92, it was $13.6 million. So interesting facts about this. It was third in the box office for three weeks. In fact, uh, in its second week out, Batman Returns dropped from first to fourth and Boomerang stayed in third. Uh, Universal Soldier came out that weekend was number two. And then the next weekend, this is the weekend of July 17th, 92. Again, Boomerang was third, but Honey, I Blew Up the Kids was first and A League of Their Own dropped to two. And then Universal Soldier and Sister Act. So like it stayed uh, in the charts for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's um, not very common on the box office. Normally you hit and then fall. And it hit and then maintained for a few weeks and then started to fall, which is normal, right? And that's what I'm wondering. It's like one of those things that you told everyone they had to go see. That's what I'm thinking too, right? Like uh, the people who loved Eddie Murphy movies probably saw it that first weekend and then they told their yep. friends like, hey, you should see it. It's good, right? That's what I was thinking too. Okay, so what do you think it brought in just domestically in the box office in 92? You said it was that for the three weeks and that would be like 30 months. I'll say 100 million for that okay. year. Mikey, what do you think? 90. All right. Mikey, you're closer. It's actually 70 point. Well, it's $70 oh, okay. million, dollars, right? But if you adjust for inflation, that's roughly $140 million. Uh, and then as Paige alluded to, it actually did triple its budget or triple the budget in its box office wow. because it brought in $61 million internationally for a total of $131 million, which if you adjust Ooh. for inflation is 262.6 million dollars. So it made a lot of money. Whoa. For a very expensive movie, maybe more of a gamble, it did very very well. It was a good gamble. But that is your box office. So this week Katrina, you made us watch Boomerang. Oh, and it's my week next week. 
It's your week next week. Yay! That's right. I actually already told you guys maybe off mic. I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast. But the movie I'm going to make you guys watch next week is a movie called Brown Sugar. Yay. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It's like a triple Sonal Lathan month. It is, yeah. So your homework for next week is to get wine drunk and watch Brown Sugar. Katrina, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We appreciate it. Can you tell people yeah. where they can find more of your content? For sure. You can find me at Katrina Savad on everything. It's just Davis backwards, S-I-V-A-D. And then if you like um talk listening to me talk with Paige and Todd and Mikey then check out Pavon Guard um which also has episodes with Paige on yes. because we're mad crossover incestuous and it's awesome and we talk about <laughs> um art it's basically two of my very smart fine art friends and then I make jokes in between about all the art that I'm learning about it's great. Awesome. Well, that's great. Hey. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts, Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So, guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram, and we are at something else on Twitter. Who I just have never taken the time to learn. It's, it. it's just romancing pod show because they have a character oh. limit, and it's show s h o like Showtime. So, guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph twenty four, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. (laughs) Toodle pit. <laughs> trying to remember a, a line from this. Coordinate. We're <laughs> <laughs> already pissed because we sort of late, but our time and our clothes got to coordinate. I love Chris Bridges. Bye. Ludicrous nerds. Bye.